Hello, it's Gray. Hello, it's Crystal. And this is Vasa Asian Beauties, a supernatural commentary podcast where I, someone who has seen this show several times. And I, someone who only knows the show through social media, discuss every single episode of Supernatural from start to finish. Also, we're both Asian. Both Asian. For today's episode, we will be discussing Season 4, Episode 22, Lucifer Rising, written by Eric Kripke, Directed by Eric Kripke also. The last it's the time end of season four. We got a double Kripke. It was what is In my time what of dying. never should be or whatever the fuck that one's called, you know, the two twenty one. Two twenty one? The All No, the two twenty one. The the fucking Before? Gen one? Oh what what is and what oh, should yeah. never be. Okay. Is it really? That's the okay, only other okay. episode he's directed. Damn. Is, is it the one where they were, like, measuring Jensen Ackles' head? Huh? There For was, like, what? one, like, Eric Kirky director thing where it was, like, and they were measuring Jensen Ackles' head because he was so, like, anal about the framing. Huh. And, yeah, I, I don't think he was doing that for the framing. I think he was just doing that for himself, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 Perhaps so. <laughs> Let's not slander Eric Kripke in this way. I think we can slander him in all other ways instead. Oh, yeah. Okay, right, right. Because I, I, I put a ban on, on Cockles joking last week. <laughs> so I guess this week we're we're putting a ban on Crip Cackles <laughs> truthing <laughs> as a joke. How, I what think is we it? can Crip, do whatever we want forever. Crackles? Crackles. I love that. Crackles. Season 4, episode 22. It's a season finale. Crystal, you don't like it. Or you don't give a fuck. I don't know which one. Whatever. Sorry, guys. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, I was watching this episode, the entire thing, giggling, twirling my hair. I was so amused, enthused, uh, excited, etc., etc., all other positive Yeah, you forbade us from talking about the episode before recording because you said you wanted to save it all for this, so... (laughs) I I look forward to all the things that you have to say that I will not have. I don't know. Like, watching this, I was like, um, is this anybody else, like, think maybe they love Supernatural? (laughs) No, no one else thinks that. (laughs) I was like, is Supernatural a show that people love? Like, I'm asking this as a person who is, you know, hosting a multi-year-long Supernatural podcast retrospective or whatever, but... Mm. Yeah, maybe Supernatural is a show that can be good, and there are reasons why we like it and are doing this. It was good last week. I mean, it was also terrible was, last week, but it was good yeah. last week. I feel like this week... Like, it was interesting I didn't last week. know why anyone was making the journeys that they were making besides cast. I mean, I think it's the cast part that really... Uh, gets to me this episode like every time dean is talking to someone else and every time sam is on screen i'm like who even give a shit and then cash shows up and i'm like oh my god this is the beginning like this is when his story really begins can you believe it you don't give a shit well no <laughs> sorry unfortunate 
Well, I shall be here to give all the shits in the world. So, I don't. Do we even have to do the what do you know about this episode with this one? What did you not know? What did I not know? Um, I don't think anything. Um, I think you knew more than me. I didn't know why an archangel would come and get Cass and Chuck. I just knew it would happen. But it turns out that they don't explain why in the episode yeah. either. So it, yeah. So that, yeah, I knew everything. Love that. Well, okay, I think I thought that it would be more clear that Zachariah is the one who changes the voicemail. But like, given Ruby's, I'm a sicko smirk when Sam's listening to yeah, it. Like, I feel like the episode Ruby. like could just as strongly imply that Ruby changed it. So that's weird. Yeah. I'm sure. Is there like any canon back into Zachariah is the one who changed it? Well, he said that like, oh, Sam's going to do what needs to be done, but he might need some pushing first. So Mm. I think that's the implication. Like, I'm going to make your relationship break entirely so that he'll do it. But like, is there any like confirmation from anyone or anything? I mean, Ruby's dead, so she's not going to confirm that. Yeah, I don't know. It doesn't, it doesn't seem like it'll come up in season five. I mean, the way this episode plays out, it just fully looks like it's Ruby doing it, I feel like. Yeah, because so. it's like, how would she know the contents of the voicemail? Like, how does she know to smirk unless yeah. she did something to it? But like, I don't know, I just always was told that it was Zachariah. Like, like the angels changed it, yeah. Yeah. Well... I don't know. I mean, they wouldn't have Zachariah have that line about having to give Sam a push without, like, any follow-through. They will do anything in this show. Yeah, but I don't... It it matters because it changes my interpretations of Ruby a lot, depending on whether or not she did it. So they need to be clear to me. Yeah. I suppose. Let us begin. Then sequence... Uh... I put on this episode, I was like, I'm ready to not give a shit. Because you were like, I don't really care. And I was like, maybe I misremembered. Maybe it's not even a good episode. Or even something that matters to me personally. And then I play it. And then carry on my weird son starts playing. And I'm like, does anybody else love Supernatural? (laughs) You know, they have got me so bad. I feel like Supernatural has got me so bad. Will there ever be a time where Supernatural will not have gotten me? Yeah, I mean, probably, hopefully. It has happened in the past. Season 2, we were so miserable. I think mm-hmm. season 2 was peak bad bot misery. Like, we were fully divorced. Yeah. Then you can start playing. I think it's... I mean, it's whatever the actual scenes until, you know, mm. the speaking parts begin. And Kat, and the first speaking part is Dean going, who are you? And Cass going, I'm Castiel. I'm, angel, I'm the angel of the Lord. Yeah. And it's like, wow. He's here. Can you believe it? Yeah. (laughs) I find this so amusing. You literally do not give a shit. Well. Yeah. I don't. How do I meet you where you're at so that, like, you have something to go off of during this episode? I'm not going to be fully positive with it. I I do have many uh, complaints. Yeah. And I'm about to say it cool i mean that's the really the only thing that i care about i don't know in the sequence there's a mm-hmm. lot of of course sam and ruby there's a lot of chuck a lot of chuck mm-hmm. even yeah so too much you know chuck. instantly that like 
this is gonna be something it's not even that much of a something although i suppose it's a something in the Later. bigger story well i mean the the event sequence does end with like layer weary head to rest music stops it, dean goes yeah. you walk out of that door don't you ever come back and then the music comes back with don't you, <laughs> don't cry, you no cry no more on more. sam's door slam <laughs> and i mean i i did find that fun that was pretty fun i i the only like amv fucking scene in here is the i was soaring ever higher but i flew too high like sorry mm. ever higher is sam like killing that demon in metamorphosis or whatever and mm. then flew too high it's like we pan to dean watching all this happen which i thought nice. was so funny <laughs> nice so yeah as i said i was having a blast I was having a good time. I was, in fact, having a ball. And then mm. we go to St. Mary's Convent, Ilchester, mm. Maryland, 1972. This is not a one-time flashback. It shows up again later. And yeah. uh, I hate this entire thing. It's horrible. I think it's so horrible. Okay, so what happens is... Let's just, let's just quickly get through it. Mm. And it's like, there's a priest... And it's a Catholic convent. Bunch of nuns. There's eight of them. And they're all seated. And the priest is leading a full well, sometime he, we prayer. saw a sequence where he got possessed by a demon first. Oh, yeah, yeah. Do we see in this part that he has yellow eyes? Or is that later? I feel like it does it's happen It's in the, the end it's later of on. this scene. It's in this scene. Oh, but... the end of this scene. This is yellow eyes. This is Azazel. He gets possessed. And he's doing a prayer. And at some point when he is... You know, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth. He he just goes, thy kingdom come, blah, blah, blah. Which is, I think, pretty fun for a demon. And then yeah. lead us not into a temptation, but deliver us from evil. Mm. Fun. I don't know. And then uh, there are like nuns here. And immediately I'm like, oh, well, this scene is going to end with, you know, these nuns being violently murdered right. uh, by this uh, male priest Isn't right. that so horrible? Immediately, my mind goes to like, you know, like this is just this is a, uh, this is a visual that is coming from somewhere. You know, there is a pretext to this, and so I'm like, uh, I mean, Has it could like be this that happened before. Well, there's just you know, um, convents are a place where um, historically a lot of violence has been enacted or. F- against women or like uh-huh. a place where women who experience violence in their lives are sent to right and it's yeah. just it's not you know it's just it's something i think about <laughs> mm-hmm. and and so i'm like uh not a fan of this uh and of course it's a supernatural so this is going to end with all of the women dying mm. horrible and then i think to myself let's not be too pessimistic right like let's just see how the story handles it because there is a way i mean no i don't know it's just you know sometimes you're t- trying way? to say something it's whatever maybe they're trying to say something no they would never ever try to say something <laughs> unless the something was bad that's <laughs> the supernatural rule unless the something is uh jensen Ackles looking at the camera with his model face yeah <laughs> yeah and so this keeps on happening And then, like, you know, he starts being menacing. He locks the door. He makes it clear that he's um, a demon. And he's talking about yeah. his father, Lucifer, instead of Father God. Whatever. 
Uh, I mean, I some... think it is interesting to give demons a religion that parallels oh, well, of Christianity. Course it is. I mean, like, yes, that's it is what I fun mean. Like, that he thinks that he's been wandering the desert for years looking for I know, like I love his father. That. Yeah, I was like, you should read some Mary Oliver, my guy. <laughs> <laughs> and then, yeah, uh, that's what I'm saying. Like, my image mm-hmm. thought was like, oh, supernatural is not gonna handle this imagery well. And it was like, no, 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 let's give it the benefit of the doubt. Like, they're trying to say something here. Mm-hmm. Let them say it. And then judge. And then, like, at some point, a nun tries to speak up. Yep. Like, just goes, um, father. And then Azazel just goes, shut your freaking piehole, you little slut. And I'm like, we're in Supernatural. Nothing substantial is going to be said ever, ever. (laughs) Why are demons all like this? Like, Ruby's misogynistic, too. Like... Is this, like, day one of hell they put you in misogyny school? Yeah. Like, what is this? Like, what are the... What are the appropriate axes of uh, oppression to play with in your <laughs> demon uh, situations? I don't know. Yeah. What is happening? Yeah, often I dream of, like, a world where bitch is on the list of swear words that, like make a show rated higher than pg-13 like i, know, I don't yeah. get why it's like why it's not yeah the like the, the only acceptable like i guess like bad swear word in terms of like the tears of strength that i learned while growing up like no, it's because what would supernatural um, be like like what yeah. would they what would they have to do instead probably just call women sluts instead the whole time but like maybe they'd have to get creative with it no i mean the thing is it's and the excuse it, it's an actual word. That's why they can say dick because that's a name. Bitch is a word. Sure. And they can't say shit because that just means shit. Is supernatural horrible? It well might be. <laughs> yeah. It's just the thing is like, like obviously they're not you know going here being like, and this is an acceptable thing to do. We go back and what well, we go. We do have this fucking I mean, conversation. He calls constantly. women sluts all the time too. No, but like, I, I but mean, only I the bad it, ones. Yeah, it's never portrayed as like a good thing to call someone. However, um, every time they try to think of any way to portray violence or any way to, well, not portray violence. They portray violence in other ways. But every time, this is the only set of bad quote that they usually go to. Like, it's their yeah. automatic, it's their number like, one, it's their go-to. For, like, and gender equality, can we just call a woman an asshole? Like, come on. Yeah. Wasn't there, like, one episode where Joe... Calls Dana like, Dick. Yeah, and I was like, well, that's wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag um, equality. Dean is not a dick. I would like to issue an apology to the Supernatural fandom for, oh, whatever. What a guy. Eric Kripke yeah. is. But, yeah, I just hate Supernatural. Real? <laughs> I go back and forth, as I said. Yeah. But, mm. yeah. And I mean, because it is like an interesting um, setting to have it be like an ex something. Like an a defiled holy place, you know? Mm. Like, I think that is a good idea, given especially that the last seal is Lilith, which was the first defiled uh, 
human soul. And that's like, you know, whatever. There's parallelism there. It's just, again, it's their automatic go-to violence against women. like And like yeah. the words that they use to engage with that even outside of the actual violence. It's annoying to me. Isn't personally. it crazy that Eve in Supernatural is like the evil mother of monsters and Adam's just yeah. like a regular guy? Like they did the same thing. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, and it is like Lilith is a woman and the first demon and... Yeah. Yeah, these are also, like, defiled women who formed this gateway or whatever the fuck. I mean, going into this, like, this scene pissed me off so much. Mm-hmm. I paused it, and then I reread. There is a, a Filipino propagandist. Uh, the, there's a movement in the Philippines, like, during the Spanish occupation called the Propaganda Movement. And it's just, you know, mm-hmm. a bunch of... People like writing propaganda for the Filipino reform or Filipino revolution, depending on uh-huh. who's writing it. One of the writers there is Graciano Lopez Haina. And a lot of the writers there, all of them pretty much, their main attack is against the church. Yeah. Because like the church is the face of colonialism in the Philippines. Mm-hmm. And he has a piece called Fray Butod. And it's about, like, a friar of a place. Again, like, what I'm saying, I don't know, because I don't know what the Americans know about anything. But, (laughs) like, I don't, so I don't know if, like, this is an idea that is present in Eric Kripke's head when he wrote this. I'm sure it is. Just because, actually, I'm not sure. Like, like, what is the idea? Violence against nuns, <laughs> specifically. I, I, like, it's I, not something I, that was in my head. Really? Well, no. I think um, if you're in, well, I mean, just my upbringing, the stuff I've read, the you know, historically yeah. in the Philippines, it is like a very, um, it's a bell topic. Like you hear it instantly. And Got it. Yeah. So, like, I paused this to read Fry Butod again because I was mm-hmm. like, I need to refresh my mind. And so I went and read that. Yeah. And then, what else? Well, anyway, let's go to the episode. Um, I mean, yeah. well, the, the actual plot relevant things is that the doorway to, like, the cage or wherever Lucifer is, is in the convent. That's what he's discovered. And he mentions well, he that a yeah. convent might have been built here because Lucifer is an angel and, like, someone sensed that, like, angelic energy was and, there. like, built something holy there, which I think is an that's interesting fun. concept. I think that's fun, yeah. And then also his eyes turn yellow at some point, revealing him to be Azazel. Um, yeah. And then he, like, says that he's gonna kill all the nuns or whatever the fuck yeah. so yeah those are the plot things that happened before the rest of the episode yeah except all of those happened after the shut your freaking by hole you little slut line and so i just zone out completely in anger so yeah Fair. thank you for the um recap well yeah uh, we cut to where sam's at and where sam is at is brooding it starts with a shot like a very close-up shot of his face and like lovely and the, like his surroundings are kind of blurry because he's busy 
He's contemplating shit. He's so um, sad. Yeah. Yeah. And Ruby is by her car, which is a very fun orange thing with like a black stripe down the middle. Like it's, it's so orange. Great. It's yeah. a beautiful orange too. Like it's not a an ugly orange or whatever. Yeah. It's very yeah. pretty. It's kind of muted. I love it. Yeah, it's fun. Like, thought had to be put into this. They weren't, like, this isn't an evil-looking car, so, like, what what was their thought, like, behind getting this car for her? For Ruby? Yeah, like, what is it? What does it symbolize? This is Ruby's car? She drives it. Oh, yeah, you're right! Because in my head, I was like... Sam sold his car or whatever. But you're right. This is probably a Ruby scar. Most definitely Ruby scar. She does have a different car when we see her drive in um Chris Angel or something, right? Yeah. So it's probably just the latest car that she's stolen, but like why'd she pick it? I don't know. Yeah. I do I maybe like they're trying to do a color thing, cause like the beautiful room. Is, you know, like that kind of lighting mm. color. Uh, I love that we both call it deception. the beautiful room when that is, in fact, what the, the room green room. So says the sword is called. Whereas, yeah. Wait, it's only called the beautiful room in there? Yes. And so says the sword? Yes. That's amazing! I've never read that fic, but everybody calls it the beautiful room. When they said the green room in this episode, I was like, I've well, heard when are they going to call it the beautiful room? I've heard it called the green room more than the beautiful room. I think I only know it as the beautiful room from So Says the Sword. I, Wait, you've never I read So Says the Sword? No, no. But like, I do not you, like... Don't you bring it up when you talk about how like you will like... AUs that can still fit into canon. Like, how do you know that you like it if you haven't read it? I didn't. I never said that. (laughs) Maybe that was a different conversation with a different person, but... I think maybe I did say that I like AUs that still fit in canon, but I do not think I would give So Says the Sword that since I've never read it. Or maybe I did I, and I'm completely lying to everyone like, and you this, and me. But I just, I swear, like, I definitely felt like you read it. So like, I, I have read parts something. of it and then I gave up. So I suppose I did read it. I just did not finish it. Okay. I know well, Anna is the one who saved Dean in that one, right? I don't remember. <laughs> and Cass is like his guard. I don't know. Yeah, that sounds See, right. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I think that's what happens. And I mean, I'm yeah. sure it's a wonderful fic. Everybody loves it. It's just I, mean, I don't really remember it that well, so it's yeah. probably good. I think I liked it when I read it at least. I mean, maybe like the orange is like deception, whatever. <laughs> yeah, I mean the black stripe with the orange, like I'm sure there's like poisonous or venomous creatures that have that kind of coloring maybe. That's true. It could be like a poisonous thing. Not venomous, but yeah. And she's poison. No, wait. Poisonous means that... Okay, wait. Poison means if you eat it, you'll die. You'll die. Right. Venomous, venomous they bite you. Are 
What's they're the not. They're not supposed to be. Because the point of have being colorful is like don't eat me. Don't eat me, right? Yeah, because I don't want to be eaten. Yeah, like I'm not uh-huh. good for eating. Venomous is like I don't want you to see me coming because I'm gonna bite yeah. and kill you so I can eat you. I'm gonna attack and kill you. Yeah. Yeah, with a branch even. Ruby's asking Sam if his head is in the game. He's zoning out for a he's bit. He's Troy he Walton. He's, he's he's literally good. Troy Walton. Well, I don't know what scene <laughs> in Community is this about. <laughs> it's High School Musical, man. Ruby asks him if he's okay, and Sam's like, "I just said I was." Um. Um. And- why are you not listening to me? <laughs> what? No, no, no. Like, that's what he's saying to Ruby. Oh, yeah. Um, so, Ruby goes, Look, I know hand-holding really isn't my thing, but still, Dean was wrong saying what he said to you. And, like, the thing is, like, later we do see her trying to, like, say things to hurry Sam along or to get him to do things. And, like, she's not, like, very good at sounding genuine and she's mostly just, like, frustrated and being forceful and stuff like that is the ruby way so like i think it it does mean something i think that like this one does sound genuine but like that's why i'm like did she change the voicemail or not i don't i I mean yeah it doesn't matter if this is genuine or not like it serves the same purpose saying Dino's wrong about you is here is saying that um Dean was wrong for calling you a monster this is not a bad thing you're doing uh but later she later does changing say, like, the voicemail is like yeah. uh see Dean already thinks you're a monster and at that point the situation has changed because there is a an innocent person that they're about to hurt and Sam is very aware of this. And so well, it's like okay, you're already a monster. And Dean already thinks you're a monster. So like, just push through with it. So it's a. Well, it's I guess I. Yeah, I should have included what she thing. says after immediately, which is, "Well, after we're done, you guys will patch things up." I mean, you always do. Like, I feel like that also sounded genuine in some way, and I feel like that does is at odds with the voicemail. Mm. Well, again, it's like. I don't know. It's to the same conclusion. It's just a different situation now, is what I feel. Like, well, and the same conclusion like, is just getting Sam there. I just don't think she's like a good enough actor to pull this off if she doesn't feel thing. somewhat bad thing. about it. Yeah. I've been thinking many things about Genevieve Cortese's acting throughout this entire season. And uh, the general consensus Ruby, between the two yeah. of us is uh-huh. she's terrible. Uh, but now I'm like, is she supposed to be terrible? Like, I mean, Ruby is like playing five, like maybe yeah, Ruby is playing 4D chess with Sam. And therefore right. Genevieve Cortez, Padalecki has to play 5D chess with us. Right. I mean, have we considered? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's possible. It's yeah, possible. maybe she's a bad actor on purpose. <laughs> Who would have thunk? Yeah, maybe she's not bad. She's post good, just like Blackpink. <laughs> it literally is. She's literally post good. But like, okay, I guess Dean was wrong saying what he said to you. Feels like she was told about Stanford fight and like 
knows like the, the implication of, of the Dean everything saying that, which I think is neat. When do you think Sam told her? I don't know. Also, is Stanford fight like a sensitive topic for Sam? Like, is it something he doesn't want to talk about, or like? Was he at, like, every single college party at Stanford being like, and then my dad said, like, what is no, the I level of sensitivity it, of it? I don't think for it's him. sensitive, more like he just can't talk about it. Because, like, it requires context to understand. And he can't talk about the context. So, like, really, he can only but, talk I about mean, it with people who know the context. And so, I don't think it requires, like... He can just say like, "My dad, my dad wanted wants me to me stay to in the family business." Be a car mechanic, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that is how he frames it to his like after school special teacher. I think that he could fully tell it to other people. Yeah. Okay. I see what you mean. Do you think so? Like, think do you think what? it's a sensitive topic? Um, I think that Sam knows that he's fully in the right, and I mean it's sensitive in that like. I don't know, sometimes, like, he probably doesn't want people to know that his dad sucks that much. But, like, I don't know. I think I, I think, think he probably would have first brought it up with Ruby as, like, a, oh, like, Dean's never gonna get it. Like, when I went off to Stanford, this thing happened, and, like, Dean said nothing, and he was on John's side, and he still is mad at me for going to Stanford, blah, blah, blah. The only way that Sam will talk about it with Ruby is in the way you said, which is that he's saying it to explain uh, yeah. something else, like yeah. Dean, how Dean is acting, or his, like, why he has come to the conclusion Blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. I don't think Sam will ever talk about it in an emotional way. Like, ever. It's always gonna be, like, mm -hmm. a part of a logical process. Yeah. Yeah. I think that makes sense. I, don't, I guess it's, like, Ruby regarding Sandy. Like, she thinks that after this is over, Lucifer's gonna rise and Sam's gonna be rewarded. If, like, what Sam wants is Dean to continue being in his life, like, would she assume that part of the reward is, like, not killing Dean in the apocalypse? Like, is her vision of the future after this, like, does it involve, like, potential Sam and Dean makeup? Possibly, because, like, I mean, I think it makes sense that Lucifer's side thinks that oh, after this is all over, Sam will be rewarded, and that includes patching things up with Dean. Because Cass yeah. later on... Heaven's side says to Dean, like, everything will be better and Sam will be there also. So, like, yeah. I think both sides are trying to play it up, like, and you'll have everything you want, including a functioning family, you know? Yeah. Though I assumed when Cass said it, it was more like, in heaven, you'll the be illusion. on, like, a memory yeah. loop with yeah. nice child Sam in there. But we, I don't think we know that yet. Yeah, Although we don't Cass know that does know it. Dark side so, of the moon. Mm. Yeah, but I, don't, I guess I'm just, I'm thinking about how in 401, Ruby was the one who told Sam, like, you should tell Dean about the demon blood thing right away. And it was just, like, to prevent, like, the falling out of, like, 420 and 421 from happening. But, like, I don't, like, is she invested in this sibling relationship in some way? I don't think people are invested, like... Well, especially here where it's like it's very obvious that it's one-sided 
Ruby only knows Sam and doesn't know Dean. I feel like in those kinds of situations, it's very difficult to be invested in a relationship. I mean, she you know doesn't I mean? not know Dean. They've talked. No, but like, you think like she's always thinking like, what about Dean's side? And I feel like to be invested in a relationship in that way, you have to be thinking about both parties complexly. Honestly, what I see this most as is like... I mean, I'm you know, invested when you're, in STL sometimes and I only think about one party complexly. Well, great. But I feel like um, the real life uh, application of this is like, you know, when you're when you have a friend who has like a another friend and it's a lot like you're thinking about the other friend's perspective, but you're like... Oh, you're fighting? Just call it off or talk about it, you know? And it's like, it's not really, like, particularly, like, invested in the relationship. Just that invested in the well-being of the person you're most attached to. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. Sam is Ruby's, like, only friend, but also, like, he's not her friend. He's her personal Jesus that she's manipulating. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> R.I.P. to both of them. I mean, Sam's place in Ruby's religion is, like, very slay, and I wish they did something with it. Like, Sam Ruby is literally like, what if you met Jesus and he was 6'4 and wrinkled his nose when he laughed and it was your job to lead him as a lamb to the slaughter, but, like, you also fully believe that the slaughter would grant him eternal life in, like, your version of heaven and also you and all of your people. Why is it? She should have been, like, so weird about him. Well, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, there's no... I don't think there's any particular real-life parallel to this. Like, at all. To anything, so... Um, I mean, there's the way people treated saints, like, back when they were, like, naming new ones all the time. Yeah, but those are, like... They're dead. No, like, when they were alive. Name a saint. <laughs> and then let's get into it. Who was I a mean, saint who was v- revered when they were alive? I suppose Padre Pio was. You know well, what? That I'm is thinking, an interesting... Like, there's a quote that my friend sent me from prophets in their own country, living saints in the making of sainthood in the later Middle Ages. Mm-hmm. Um, Have you seen this quote? It's too long no, for me, me to read all of it in okay, the podcast this is interesting. Yeah. I don't think it's applicable to Sam, like, at all. But it is interesting. What, like, what, why isn't it applicable? Because, um, like, the backstage, like, you know, not Wait, having if a we're, backstage. if we're discussing it, should I summarize the quote first? Or okay, do you feel like this it. part yeah. is going to be cut out? The quote is about how, like, saints and also female saints specifically had no sense of privacy. Because, like... Basically, like, people would spy on them all the time and, like, need to see them, like, be, like, good all the time. Like, yeah, and they're not the supposed time. to have a backstage behavior, is what, yeah, how like, it puts yeah. it. Yeah, right. Like, their public presence has to be their private presence. A lot of people, like, felt that they had, like, some kind of ownership over saints where, like, They would, like, if a saint was just walking around, like, people would tear off bits of their clothes and shit, like, just to, like, have that. And then it ends with, there was, like, a saint, Ramald, who, when his followers learned of his intention to move to another place, 
they planned to kill him to avoid losing his body, which I think slaps so hard. Sorry to that guy, though. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry to that guy. I don't think it's applicable to Sam, though, because Sam's not a public figure in this way. It's just him and Ruby. Also, Ruby is very much aware of the complexities of Sam's character. In season three, he he was a public figure as, like, the guy that Azazel chose to lead hell. But it's very obvious even then that, like, it's not a... Like, this is someone that still needs to be formed into the Right, evil I scene, guess. Yeah, you know? so he's not, like, like perfect yet. Yeah, he is to be molded into that. So maybe one day, to other uh, demons, Sam would be this way. But... With yeah. Ruby, I just do not think it's applicable. Yeah, because they wrote it as her, like, just, like, knowing him as a person or whatever. But, yeah. like, in the early days, it could have been like this. Also, I don't I think Ruby should probably too kill Sam to avoid losing his body. Like, I think that would probably slap. Okay, I'm going to think about the Ruby treating Sam as her own personal Jesus line. Mm. Can you outline to me the scenes the actions that you are uh taking from for this conclusion that that she actually treats him like that or that like he should be treated like that 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 she treats him like that well i mean i don't think she does very much i just wish that she did it ah okay 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 yeah because i was still stuck on that um, no, yeah, yeah, like I think, yeah, I said she should be weirder about him. That would be fun. Yeah, I don't know. How do you think supernatural would be different? If so, because like you know, that kind of veneration from a demon, mm-hmm. it's not something that Sam would appreciate. So obviously, she yeah. cannot approach it in that way. So like, I feel like that fundamentally eradicates mm-hmm. it. If it was to be that um, Ruby is lying about being a demon or whatever. Like, I feel like that could be a more Like she was pretending to to be like a human fan? Like, what do you mean? No, no, no. If if Ruby was an angel, I think that could be a very interesting, like, approach to it. Like, Ruby is an angel who is secretly trying to raise Lucifer. Probably mm. because, you know, heaven wants that to happen anyway. Yes. And it's like, the trickery then uh, like, is like... Sam, you were the one foretold to save us all. Like, yes. And I'm not yeah. going to be a dick about it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. So I suppose that could be interesting. I don't know. Yeah. Like, the thing about Ruby is season three, I was like, she's so interesting. Season mm-hmm. four, like... It did degrade quite a lot of my appreciation for Ruby's character. Huh. What do you think yeah. did it? Genevieve Cortis Padalecki. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry to this woman. I just, every time I see her, I cannot see her as Ruby because I'm thinking really? this is the person acting. Fair. I mean, yeah. Yeah, I yeah. I think it's like I'm like, yeah, this is pretty bad acting, but also like <laughs> this is Ruby. <laughs> I think yeah. I think just cause I always knew Ruby as this face 
before yeah. I started watching mm-hmm. Supernatural. So it's just like, Ruby's just like that sometimes, you know? Yeah. I mean, not the face, but like the way she speaks, I suppose. I like sometimes when she's speaking, I'm like, I'm taking off the scene. I'm like, oh, this is like a person reciting lines. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm so mean. And I am. But well, well, yeah, I, I do like I do feel sad because like we went into season four. This was like one of the things you we were excited about, right? Like more Ruby. And it yeah. really was. And so it is disappointing for me also. I want the audience to know that it's disappointing for me also to like not be as into it and to the whole yeah. uh, Ruby situation as I thought I would be. I do think that in the like reveal at the end, I think that they're, I think that maybe the approach they're taking is like, Sam like is Jesus, but like Ruby thinks that it's like so cool that she was tasked with leading Jesus to the slaughter that like. She doesn't really end up worshipping Sam. It's more just like a... And, like, I'm, like, big enough of a deal that, like, this isn't my job. Like, I'm so great. Which I think is fun enough, also. I just she, wish she we saw, herself- like, bits of it earlier. Yeah. Yeah. She calls herself awesome, and I'm like, dude... I don't know. It's a word that people use. Yeah. I just would I rather mean, not have her I think they're, they're going it. for a... For the the two meanings of awesome there, but you're right that it does seem a bit clunky. Unfortunate. Also, speaking of clunky, Anna mm. really is not in this episode. Yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. I, mean, just, I just remembered. Yeah. She's not. Yeah. God. I mean, she's in heaven jail. Like, she's not gonna break out. Like now no 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 but like i was i was i I think i was thinking about like so it really is next season that anna shows up and the answer is yes it is yeah and then she dies and then she dies sorry girl and she didn't even get to fuck mary this is true i mean she did probably earlier but we we didn't see it they should have brought her back like in season 12 just for that for, for other reasons real. too, but, <laughs> yeah. but mainly for that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I agree. Um, but anyway, right, Ruby says her line about well, okay. She says that Dean was wrong saying what he said, and Sam says that Dean was right to say it and he doesn't blame him. And then when Ruby says maybe you guys will patch things up after, Sam goes, You're talking like I've got an after. And Ruby says, don't say that. Because, like, I mean, she really does think that, like, their future's gonna be great. Yeah. Does she know? I mean, we'll never know if she knew, but does she know that that's Lucifer's vessel? I don't... I feel like the consensus is that she doesn't know, because or else why would she say all that shit about rewards? But also, like, Ruby could be someone who thinks that being Lucifer's vessel, like, is a reward. I just think, you know, if... If they brought back Ruby, just like they brought Cass back and everything. So it's not an entirely impossible thing. Yeah. Uh, if they did, it's like, you know, that could be an interesting avenue to take of like, mm-hmm. well, I thought we were going to be rewarded, but like you're turning Sam into a meat suit. What the fuck is that? Yeah. I mean, she asks after Sam and the empty and like season whatever. But yeah, we don't really 14. glean anything from that. 
Yeah. How is the big lug? I don't know. I think I have the fact that I guess she probably <gasps> did, got. Have you heard the about gossip. the? Have you heard about the whole um thing where it's like the blurry wife? It's is most probably Genevieve Gortius Padalecki. Yeah. I hit me. I Genevieve Padalecki. Uh, yeah, because it was a quarantine situation and they're already together, so it's probably her. Yeah. Sam Ruby <laughs> in the future. <laughs> Deeply unserious show. <laughs> yeah. For the yeah. finale. I mean, I understand it's COVID. I don't want to be that much of an asshole. But they could just see mean, it's literally a blurry faced woman. <laughs> they could CGI anything in there. I mean it's not it's not just the like production. It's like the entire thing, even the script is bad. Everything is horrible. Yeah. Supernatural is such a bad show. I agree. Sam says, I can feel it inside me, Ruby. I've changed for good. And there's no going back now. I know what I gotta do. It's okay. I'm just saying. Dean's better off as far as, as far away from me as possible. And then he says, like, whatever, let's just do this, blah, blah, blah. What does that, what does that mean, though? <laughs> he says that there's no after. He's gonna die. Yes. And then he says that he's changed for good and that Dean's better off as far as away from him as possible. Like, like, why? I don't know. It's probably just better for everyone. Honestly, it is. <laughs> So. I mean, I agree that it is because they're like <laughs> bad for each other. Like, why does Sam? Hell think yeah! It? I mean, it's just I will just continue being this person because I have changed for good, as he said. And so, like coming back and trying to fix it when I have changed so much is well. Why is Dean better off? Well, because Dean is like, just Sam's always going off, to yes. be hurt. Okay. Oh, Sam, uh, Dean is always just going to be hurt and disappointed because Sam is different and Sam is not going to change back. So that hurt will just continue forevermore. And so it's just, okay. let's just not deal with the hurt then. Yeah. I, don't, I guess I'm just used to that phrasing being used when it's like someone's safety is at stake. But I guess it's just like Dean will be sad about it. So yeah. Okay. So... Funniest shot in the episode. Okay. <laughs> yeah. We go to uh, Bobby's house. And, well, we don't see Bobby's house at first. We just see <laughs> Dean Winchester. He yeah. is doing a, do you have anything else that might be on your face? <laughs> but, like, he's frowning also, while doing like, it. During Sam's brooding face, like, Sam was sort of looking off to the side. Like, Dean, like... He's straight, like straight to the camera. in the middle of the screen. He's looking directly forward. Like Eric Kripke did measure Jensen Ackles' head for this. I was gonna say, like, am I allowed to make a Kripke Ackles joke again? <laughs> but you just did it. So yeah, it is what it is. Well, yeah. and it is it is a very amusing face. And like, this is what I mean, where like the entire episode I'm like giggling, twirling my hair. Not in like the I'm I'm you know feeling the butterflies way or whatever. It's just it's so funny. <laughs> like this shot is so funny. Well, yeah, yeah. he's having a constipation moment, and <laughs> yeah, and Bobby's in the background like speaking like, "Hey, are you listening to me?" And he's like, "I'm not calling him Bobby." 
And Bobby says, don't make me get my gun, boy. Which is oh you know, truly a yeah. thing to say. His Hunters solution to everything. Truly do solve problems in ways, yeah. but by ways I mean only one way, and that way is gone. Dean is saying like, "Ugh, we just have to stop the apocalypse." Who gives a shit? Dean is so annoying, and Bobby is again playing the mediator, playing the middleman, playing the middle ground center. I know you're pissed, and I'm not making apologies for what he's done, but he's your like he's so oh, annoying. What? Is Bobby so annoying? Bobby is. Yeah. Also, when he gets angry later, I'm like, I don't think Jim Beaver's a good actor. (laughs) Like, I I think I said, like, maybe last episode that I think Jim Beaver is a bad actor. Yeah. And you know what? 422 Supernatural went into my screen and said, I will confirm this for you, Grey Babbon. For real. And it did. Yeah. Yeah, Bobby's saying, he's your... And he goes, blood? It's so He's funny. my blood. Is that what you were gonna say? Like, literally, why would that be what Bobby was gonna say? Like, everyone knows that the end of that sentence is brother. Like, does Bobby constantly say, like, he's your blood? Like, I don't really think this is, like, a Bobby phrase. Like, why would Dean anticipate it like that? It's so funny. It's like, how dare you say the word blood in this moment of sensitivity for me and it's like he no one was going to say that and also the word blood is a problem for you now like maybe you should quit your job then yeah yeah bobby goes no he's your brother and he's uh, drowning like maybe you shouldn't have done like medical abuse on him bobby (laughs) like yeah exactly and dean is, you know, defending his stance, whatever. And yeah. it's too late, et cetera, et cetera. He says, Sam never wanted part of this family. He hated his life growing up. And he ran away to Stanford. First time so he got. So funny. It's so funny. He got a full ride scholarship to, to a prestigious university. <laughs> like, like, okay, like, I understand being angry because, like, Uh, Like, a rich Chinese kid could have gotten that instead, and Sam just (laughs) stole that from them. But, like, literally, It's so I just, I will never understand that the, the, like, the main Sam and Dean conflict that's going to continue until 1516 is that Sam got a full ride to Stanford and went there. Like, okay, like, good. Like, Hello? I mean, if it honestly, if it was like a just a fuck all university, it's like okay, yeah. No, I don't. I, I think I <laughs> think that know. if Sam wants to go to college, he should go to college wherever. It doesn't matter. But like, it it is a little more ridiculous that each time they're like, "I'm so <laughs> mad he went to yeah. Stanford." I know. No, what I'm trying to say is like, if Dean was like, he went to college. First Uh chance he got. He went, like, that is a completely different vibe, you know? Because it's like, you're choosing um, a career that is different from hunting by studying. That's a different implication. Versus he went went to Stanford. Stanford, As if Stanford is the thing that is so bad. And it's Like like... He's literally yeah. at Stanford. Like, if he went to University of Kansas, it'd be like, it's okay that he did that. 
<laughs> but like it's Stanford, so <laughs> yeah. exactly. Is exactly. Kansas is a real college, probably. I mean, University probably. of Kansas. Yes. Okay. What's 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 the what's their mascot? Oh, it's in Lawrence. Oh my God! Hell yeah! That's why those yeah. kids were there, probably. Oh yeah, the the ones in the Jack. What is it? Don't <laughs> the Jack's the friends. What are you talking about? Is that the name of the? Episode no, it's um. They get introduced in the episode where John comes forward in time. Lebanon. Lebanon. Wait, yeah. they're not even in Lawrence. They're in That's Lebanon. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Forgive me. It's the same first letter, so it's all the same to me. I'm so sorry, people of Lebanon, Kansas, and also Lawrence, Kansas. Lawrence. Hey, I is was right. I was right. The- she, Stacy, Lebanon is in the episode. Don't go in the woods. And this is why I did better at the supernatural episode <laughs> title quiz than you. No, no, no. Here's what I'm going to say. Uh, mm-hmm. So, wait. So, Lawrence is, like, their house. Their house was there, right? Yes. Okay. He's coming back home. Do you think if... Okay. How are we weighing this? If uh, Sam was like, I'm going to go to college, and it was, as he said, University of Kansas, would John react different? I mean, I think the fact that he went to California California means something, but also like they go to different states like every yeah. week. Like I don't think that California is actually farther away from them than anywhere else, except I guess Kansas would be closer just because it's the center of the U.S. and like mathematically that's how it goes. But like this is true. Yeah, is that even but how what, it goes what's... mathematically? No I idea. Don't I don't know. Maybe I think there is. I think there's like there is a there is a sense of seriousness about getting a full ride scholarship to Stanford. Like you just you don't just get that. You have to apply for it probably like multiple times or like there's several more levels to it than just you know the regular application for a not a full ride. I mean, is that true? I mean, I know what the facts are or whatever. Stanford has need based financial aid, so yeah, it just means that Sam would have to fill out the FAFSA. But you fill out the FAFSA for, like, a lot of Everything. colleges. Mm, that's true. But, like, also, like, I don't think I don't think John, like, does his taxes. Like, from what tax form was Sam drawing from to fill out the FAFSA? Bobby. Tavajard, probably. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, like, yeah, that's true. Yeah. I mean, do we get canon on... How far in advance Bobby knew about Sam going to Stanford and the applications and such? I have no idea. I have thoughts in my head. I don't think any of them are canon. Jutu, I think Bobby hates Sam. Yeah, for real. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. I think there is like a, a class element. To the, he went to Stanford. Like, a, oh, he thinks he's like way too better good than for everyone. Us or something. Yeah, they have to consult professors and hunts. Like, if Sam was like. I'm going to study, like, religion at Stanford. And, like, like, would they be like, okay, yeah, like, go, lore boy, go. No, exactly. Like, if Sam was like, I'm going to be a priest, is it, like, (laughs) what's the situation there? I don't know. I mean, according to, like, 419, John was just like, if you even think about making a single friend, I'll kill you. So I guess it doesn't matter that much, but... 
I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. God, it's so funny. Like, does it? Okay, Dee says, like, it's like deja vu all over again, right? So he's like, Sam drinking demon blood and then beating me up and then leaving is just like when he went to Stanford. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. God, he's crazy. He's serious. Crazy. Like, Five and Supernatural's like, it was okay of Sam to go to college, but it takes them like 15 seasons for them to be like, and it wasn't an act of abandonment and evil on his part, right? Like, wasn't that like, you're talking about the episode where there were kids again and Sam plays Boggle, right? <laughs> Yeah, wait, I don't even know what their stance on him going to Stanford is. It was like, like it was like I think honestly, the end is indeed like you were right magazines. to go. No, I think I forgot. I forgot, but like in their childhood shit, like Sam is seen having like reading like how to get into college magazines. I think it was he was doing practice tests for the SAT or something. Was he even old enough to do the peace at <laughs> during that time? I don't even know. I don't even think that's true. Um, you take the peace at in tenth grade. Really? I yeah. I I did a peace at during eighth grade. Oh wow, that is early. But like honestly, I don't think it's like anything. <laughs> like no, it was like as it was what? one of those. It was one of those things where like. Our school is just looking for oh, ways had to extra spend money. money. <laughs> yeah, and then, like I'm, I'm a dormer, so they were like, "Okay, are you staying um during the weekend in the dorm?" And I was like, "Yeah, do you want to take an exam?" Okay, and then I did. <laughs> well, how was yeah. it? I don't know. I don't think I got the perfect score, so that's bad. Oh, it's most people don't get a perfect score. I think that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I have <laughs> classmates who got the perfect score. You were in eighth like, grade. I don't know. People are intelligent. Maybe. Or maybe not. I mean, I believe that you had classmates who did it, but like, huh. Congrats. Congrats to them. I don't, I don't know how old Sam was supposed to be in Take Me Away From You. Like, Dean was probably like, was Dean like 16 or like younger? Was, I don't think like, so. Because Dean and um, that thing was 17. Or drag me away. Oh, okay, so Sam was 13. And Dean was definitely younger in Drag Me Away From You. In After School Special, Dean was like 17, right? I think so. He was like a senior, yeah. Yeah, and he was definitely younger. I mean, it's just because they cast a fucking 25-year-old or some <laughs> shit for him. No, he was. He was After School to God. Special. Yeah. Okay. I yeah, I guess fifteen then or fourteen. Yeah, Sam was really into it. Good for him. He says, "I am sick and tired of chasing him. (laughs) Screw him. He can do what he wants." He literally. I mean, I did. I do think it's so fascinating that Bobby was like, "You're like a whiny brat," because he literally fucking is. I do think that's fun. Why would he like? He said, "Like, don't ever come back," but like. He's, like, very back and forth on whether he wants Sam back, like, right now, like, already. Like, why would you say that shit if he didn't mean it? I guess just to hurt in the moment. Yeah. Dean is like, I'm not even sure he's my brother anymore. 
if he ever was. It's so crazy. Like, what is... Like, if he ever was, like, is that, like, a demon blood thing? Is that, like, a... He always didn't like me, so that means that he was never my brother. Like, what? What is that? I mean, it was... I think it was, like, um... You know, he wanted out of this family, and he never considered himself a part of it. And okay. so... This, I, I suppose, is I suppose, like what's being said here is less brother and more like he's not my family because like he didn't want mm. to be kind of fair. But also a part of it yeah. is that he did tell Sam like I think you've been a monster all along, right? So I mean so, he can also uh, be coming from that place, and then. <laughs> And then the funniest scene happens. Yeah, Jim Beaver is like, time for me to do my audition for my community theater <laughs> production of, I don't know, Lear. Bobby uh, stands with his back against the camera. He's like emoting <laughs> with his body, whatever. It's so bad. <laughs> and then he reaches onto the desk, sweeps everything off with his hands. <laughs> and then you know he goes up to Dean and Dean is now standing and Bobby's right in his face and he's going you stupid stupid son of a bitch and it is so bad I'm so sorry <laughs> I'm so sorry to everybody but it's just I feel like I mean I'm not a connoisseur of good acting I do not know when good acting is happening but I do know. But when I do bad know when bad acting is happening. Yeah, I'm a connoisseur of bad acting, and well, this is one of it. Well, boo hoo! I'm sorry your feelings are hurt, princess. <laughs> God, Bobby is so funny. Wasn't it last episode where where we were doing that bit about he was like, "Oh, you were gonna be the angel's bitch." Sorry, sucker. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I guess like gender affirmation is only valid when like you like He's Dean. Not that mad yet? Yeah, yeah. And then he Bobby goes, "Are you under the impression that family's supposed to make you feel good? Bake you an apple pie, maybe? Not a good to make lie. You miserable. That's why they're family." Like, this could have been, like, a decent speech if he cut out the fucking apple pie thing, like, in the middle. Like, it's it doesn't serve any purpose whatsoever besides, like, a Dean Pie joke. Like, are you under the impression that family's supposed to make you feel good? They're supposed to make you miserable. That's why their family is, like, an okay line. No, I think but, like, the he reason why... It. The reason why it feels so stunted is it's supposed to come in trees. So make you feel good, bake you an apple pie, and then something else should come after that. And then, no, they're supposed yeah. to make you miserable. I think That's it's true. A, more of a, he's listing things, except he only lists two things. And it's like, well, you should list a third one to make it concretely a list. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well. Eric Kripke, take notes. Exactly. Eric Kripke, come here. But also, it could be like he's writing Bobby to not. <laughs> like maybe Bobby is acting in this scene. Yeah, maybe Bobby's skills of us. rhetoric are are limited. <laughs> yeah, maybe he is. Uh, you know, not involved in the sophist circles. Who knows? <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> but <laughs> I don't know. Like, oh god. Uh, okay, let's let's yeah, get I into mean, what he's saying though. Yes. Do you have any thoughts? I've absolutely none whatsoever. It's pretty straightforward. Um, do you agree? Do you disagree? Is this a good thing or a bad thing to say to Dean and to Sam if that happens? If what happens? Like if Bobby says this to Sam, do you think it's like a good thing, a bad thing to say? How is Dean taking this? How is Sam gonna take it if it was said to him? Stuff like that. Whatever. Sorry. Like I can stop like, saying whatever. No matter how awful a familial relationship is, you still have to stick together because the nature of family is that it's horrible, but that you also have obligations. Like, I mean, I don't think it's a good idea. <laughs> I mean, I think there is substance there where it's like, um, when you are tethered to people in this way, uh, you have to see it through when it's miserable. But because the way it's worded is like, uh, what if you hit it's the supposed bricks, to be though? miserable. No, no, no. Yeah. Oh. I mean, with the way it's worded here is it's supposed to be miserable. And it's right. like... Well, it's supposed to be that when it's miserable, you get through that to get to, well, when it's not miserable, which is a different thing from it's just always supposed to be like this. And I think, Bobby, this is terrible advice. I'm talking, you know, from (laughs) Grey Bud to Bobby Singer directly, the character from Supernatural, who is Uh dead, uh, that this is a bad, this is completely terrible advice because it's what happens in Supernatural. You're like, they're their family it's not like they feel good about it they hate each other a little bit and they're always miserable but they're just they've just settled into it as like and this is how it's supposed to be it's always supposed to be miserable when there are other options in this situation where it wouldn't be like i've recommended i think last episode which is they see each other like at at most six times six times a year yeah i mean i think it's like like, this is, like, what Supernatural was trying to say until it decided to continue past season five, though, right? Like, this was supposed to be a show that, like, ends fully tragically with Sam going into the pit and all that shit. Yeah. Like, it is supposed to be a show about how, like, family is miserable and the Winchesters are, like, in the cycle of sacrificing themselves for each other, blah, 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 and there's no escape. So, like... Like, it's a fine line from, like, a narrative perspective, yeah. but it's also, like... It's just... Yeah, it's, um, like... Yeah. I mean, if that is the story you want to tell, I think that Supernatural could have done it decently. Well, and it probably think... would have if it ended at season five, but also, like, yeah, I mean, I, I disagree with the sentiment. I mean, what did... I don't think that's the story Supernatural up to season five was telling, actually. That, really? like, family is always going to be miserable. I mean, huh. it is because Sam comes back soulless at the very last uh, minute in that in that uh, episode. But, I mean, Wait, like, I think the he? point of it... Yeah, he's, like, standing outside Dean's door. Wait, that happens in... At the end of season five. five yeah. At the end of season five. I thought that Hell would come yeah. in, like, in 601. Well, I think they were afraid that they're going to get cancelled if they don't leave with a cliffhanger. Oh well, or, okay. I, I mean, Maybe I'm assuming if it was gonna end at season five, they were not gonna show that they would just end it on Chuck. Yeah, but they did not end in season five. Yeah, I know, but I'm saying. Okay, wait. So sorry. Finish your sentence. Oh, I think Supernatural 
by season five is a story about how yeah family is going to make you miserable blah 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 but at the end of the day you love each other and that love is gonna save the world right because he was yeah. thinking about the toy soldiers in the car yeah and he was beating dean and dean was like i'm not going to leave i'm going to stay here with you until this is over and then it gives sam back his consciousness i'm like kind of tearing up thinking about it something's deeply wrong with me well okay well, yeah i don't know well what point are we trying to make here um whether or not the point of supernatural is that family is miserable yeah i mean i think the point of supernatural is like even if it's miserable it is people that you can count on to always keep coming back to and always be there like no matter what which you know like i mean being there isn't always good but i guess it is good in swan song that dean is there or whatever I don't know. Maybe I've just forgotten a bulk of season five. But mm. what will probably... I mean, this is probably... This is an idea that they revisit a lot in Supernatural, I think. Like, yeah. uh, John says, uh, my job is not to be your friend or whatever. My job is to raise your right. Something like that. My job is not okay. to be liked. My job is to raise your right. You know, so that that's going to be brought up again when that happens. And it's just, you know, like... I don't know. Supernatural fundamentally is a show about family. Is what it is. And they say a lot of things about it. And the thing is, the actions of the show, the things that happen in the show, are complex. They are... um, I do think they are meaningful. It's just that Supernatural is also a show that feels the need to vocalize every moral of the story. And then, yeah. and so you'll have like a complicated situation. As a um, person watching it, you're like, "Oh, this is how this manifests in like real life." Uh, blah 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 blah. You know, you can make connections huh. with it as a person. I don't think I've ever in your made life. a connection from supernatural to family in my life. Well, I have constantly. Yeah, <laughs> but. Yeah, it's just that every time they go on screen and say their, you know, team's motifs and uh, morals, mm. it's just a completely wild one that's like, <laughs> wait, is that really what you're trying to say? What the fuck is wrong with you? And this is like yeah. one of those situations where it's like, because mm. this, this, this line is delivered not only as a thing that Dean hears and it makes him, you know, spurs him into action. But also, like, the thesis of what it's supposed to be. Like, this is uh-huh. delivered with a, brev- with a like, seriousness that you're like, and this is a fact that Bobby is saying. Yeah. And it's like, I don't know, I think family is supposed to make you feel good and maybe bake you an apple pie if the mood hits. But... Yeah. Yeah. And it will also be miserable and it's going to be family both of those times. So, mm. I think, like, if I was Bobby, I would say here that, like, um, you don't get to absolve yourself of family the moment it's not turning out the way you want it to. It's your family when it's good, and it's your family when it's bad. And you don't get to, well, with Sam specifically, you don't get to make that choice now. 
that you know whatever and i in the complexity blah 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 but like i think that is something that dean would benefit from hearing like like what What? why are they why is bobby encouraging dean to make up with sam like just because like he should because it, it's bad that he was mean to him. I, like, the apocalypse is not. Like, what's the strategic reasoning here? <laughs> not that. I know this goes against everything we were saying, but, like, what is the strategic reasoning here? The stop him from drinking too much blood to kill Lilith that he'll, like, n- turn into a monster or whatever the fuck the cast said. Well, they're trying to stop the apocalypse. Dean has promised yeah. that whatever, whatever, he's going to be mm-hmm. the one to do it with the angels. And so. Maybe there is a sense of like, okay, that's probably gonna be solved in some way due to Dean has already promised it. And the endings of those story are either everything is fine, it's great, the little thing blows over, and Sam and Dean are still fighting. You know, everything that Dean said will stand during that moment because you know he is the one who got chosen by the angels and he is the one who stops the apocalypse any apology dean says after that situation it's kind of like it's null because it it is removed from the context already right and it has the benefit of the foresight already and mm-hmm. it would feel like oh i forgive you because it turned out well i think the point right. of this is for you know to make sure that like whether it goes well or whether it goes bad, we fix mm. this. And so whatever the outcome is, we will always have that, like, you know, we're fine yeah. now. And if it goes well, well, we're fine after. And if it goes bad, we're dead, but we're fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. Also, Cass was like a total liar. Sam was like totally normal core after he drank that nurse. Well, I mean, his eyes like, did turn black, but like, I don't think it means anything. Like, yeah, I mean, like, it doesn't, it it doesn't didn't. do anything. Yeah, exactly. He wasn't like, he didn't act different. Yeah, like still Sam. I don't know. He was still fully Sam and all that shit. Like, why would Cass like say that if it was not true? I guess to manipulate Dean into saying yes. Of course, yeah. He is Dean's yeah. personal ruby. No, I mean, Bobby is Dean's personal ruby, given the, the parallels between Sam and Dean's opening <laughs> scenes in this episode. Dean says to this that he told Sam, uh, if you walk out that door, don't you ever come back. And he walked out anyway. That was his choice. So true. The Boom. best way to convince someone to stay is to present an ultimatum in the exact same language as your abusive dad did when he when Sam also chose to leave due to the ultimatum being presented by an abusive person in his family. Like he, Dean was like, "It's deja vu." Sam left, then it's Sam left again. Who started the repetition? Who did Dean? Let's do. There's. This is like an ABC. Multiple choice. Sam, <laughs> Dean. No, it's neither and both. It's a four. It's an ABCD multiple choice. Yeah. Yeah. Good lord. But good uh, lord. Yeah. And Bobby said, You sound like a whiny brat. No, you sound like your dad. Well, let me tell you something. Your dad was a coward. Real. Yeah. Dean was acting defensive. And Bobby goes, He'd rather push Sam away than reach out to him. 
that doesn't strike me as brave. You are a better man than your dad ever was. <sighs> so you do both of us a favor. Don't be him. And Dean does a face in the you're a better man than your dad ever was. Kind of like a like he scoffs like in disbelief. Mm. And that did get me thinking. Like John treated Sam terribly. Mm. And uh, Dean. Oh, John treated Sam and Dean terribly. I mean, we've talked constantly about how Dean goes back and forth a lot on like whether John was terrible or not. Mm. And I did mention at some point that like when other people say John is terrible, Dean gets really, really defensive. But mm. with Sam, there are moments of honesty between them of like, that was fucked up, wasn't it? And the difference in those cases is like, he shared those experiences with Sam. A lot of mm. those experiences. And so there's a thinking of like, oh, Sam is the only one who knows. Like he's the only one who can also speak of it in this way. I think Bobby is a unique also case knows. of also knows. Like he wasn't the receiver of you know John's abuse the way Sam and Dean both are. But yeah, he was also there, you know, while they were growing up. And he mm-hmm. must have known for sure. And you know, here, obviously he yeah. knows. I don't know. Yeah. I feel like this is one of those lines where I was like, if Sam said this to Dean I don't think it would have gone well. Well, okay, I don't think it would have gone well. But it would be a different kind of not well than if another person said it, you know? If mm. someone on the other side of that Sam, not Sam spectrum. <laughs> 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 uh, <laughs> said, um, you're a better man than your dad ever was. It would be like bad enough. Don't say that about my dad way. Mm. And if it was like Sam who says it. I I can't really decipher how Dean would think of that. I think it would be more on the lines of us like not venerating John, but also like, but in a more, I'm not, you know, I'm not a good person kind of situation. I feel like Mm. it is only coming from Bobby that Dean can absorb this statement. Yeah. Because like Bobby also knew John outside of, you know, being Sam and Dean's father. That's something. Because, like, you know, other people probably only know John as a hunter. Sam and Dean only know John as a father. And yeah. Bobby I mean, they has were seen also John hunting be buddies with him. This, this is true, but always in the context of, I'm hunting with yeah. dad. Yeah, so, and, like, and, and that he is a different tell, he'll only tell us things on a need-to-know basis. Yeah, and, and all that crap. And he, like, directs the hunt, blah, blah, blah. So he is acting yeah. as, a, as a hunting father and not partner. <laughs> yeah. Bobby, who knows John as a hunter and thinks he's terrible, right? <laughs> and then, and also knows what John did to these two. Yeah. It's like, yeah, that is a person who knows both sides of the story. And when he says this... It's like, yeah, Dean will scoff at it, but he does absorb it. He does internalize mm-hmm. it. Dean is internalizing this. And he internalizes this by turning around, <laughs> looking out of the window, and we go back to a close-up of his face, and it's a different um, tortured face. But also the exact same. <laughs> It's a close-up. It's a really close-up. We barely see the surroundings. 
And then he turns around and we don't see the surroundings still. And But he is like confused. He is in a beautiful room. <laughs> it is. It's really nice. It, it, it's a nice room. It's nice in a bougie type way. But like mm-hmm. in a way where like I don't think these people quite understand what makes a place look expensive type way. You know what I mean? Huh, like the set designers? No, not the set designers. Or I suppose the set designers, if you mean the angels as the set designers. No, I don't. Yeah, I think the set designers knew exactly what they were doing here. You know, it's like, it's so claustrophobic. All the lights are artificial. Wait, like, as opposed to what, like, candlelight? No, like, the sun. Well, I mean, there can't be windows in this room. Obviously. The point is that it's closed off from the outside. But yeah. Obviously. But what I'm saying is like, you know, it's supposed to be like a room where you're comfortable and it's pretty and it's beautiful. And it mm. has all like a lot of the elements of what would make a room like, quote, beautiful in this, um, I don't know, in this era they're trying to gather from. But all the elements are just a little bit to the left. Huh. Like, I did not the notice walls- any offness. Really? Well, I think the walls are painted just like, a drab it's color. pretty in here. The walls are painted a drab color. The um, ceiling, what do you call this? The ceiling, the lining in the ceiling, it's bad. It's ugly. Like, <laughs> like the wainscoting? <laughs> Not that. The one above. Ceiling. The trim. The trim of the ceiling is bad. Mm-hmm. It looks off. I did not notice that, but that is probably true. The What's that? The ceiling is so short. Did you notice that? It's so short. No. And like usually, you know, grand places like this, you feel the grandness from the high ceiling. So if you have a chandelier and you're in a room with short ceilings, the chandelier, instead of making the place look, you know, bigger and brighter, is just going to make it look really claustrophobic. And it's like, you know, the effect that's happening in this scene. So yeah. And also, the entire thing is decorated with multiple paintings the only one that i really recognize is the swing yeah yeah which i think does mean something it does mean something i'm sure a person smarter than me and knows more about art than me knows what the something is i don't know it's just just to recap like the swing is a rococo painting what a fucking invented word rococo like i know all (laughs) words are invented and arbitrary but like i don't think a word has ever been more invented and arbitrary than rococo (laughs) but like okay this painting is a rococo painting of like this lady and she is being pushed on a swing by some man uh probably like her husband or something and he is in the back like in the shadows and up front, where we can see him more clearly, is this man who is, like, lying down on the, like, greenery. And he is looking up at the lady, pretty much at her, like, upskirt, because her skirt is flying in the air as she swings. And she is also tossing her shoe towards the man. And it's like, oh, it's an extramarital love affair. And the mm-hmm. guy pushing the swing doesn't even know that the woman is having another lover. 
I think maybe this is applicable to the Destiel story. Wikipedia I don't know. says that the person pushing her on the swing isn't her husband. Um, the request is that she be pushed a by bishop. a bishop. Yeah. But, but the, the guy instead it. just painted a rando. Exactly. Love it. So, and I think, honestly, if it was a, a bishop, that would be even more in your face regarding Destiel. But, uh, yeah. yeah. I don't know. Something, something, you know, betraying your... Like Cass is having an affair with affair. Dean. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly. And it is important to me. I don't really recognize any of the other paintings here. Yeah, I so, don't either. Unfortunate. Yeah, I saw that one and I started giggling and twirling my hair. <laughs> Which is so important to me. But anyway, what happens in this scene is Dean is walking around and he's looking at this room who is supposed to be beautiful but it's actually quite drab and he turns around sees Cass and Cass is there he is looking so sad he is looking <laughs> so like meek and whatever and he just goes Dean it's time he, also, he says hello Dean first but yeah oh yeah he, he is fully hello, looking Dean. down at the floor when he says it all it's great yeah. Well, he doesn't. Not yet. This this time, he's still looking straight at Dean. Later is all the looking at the floor stuff. No, my notes say that he's looking at the floor. Did I lie? Yes, I to think myself? so. He was looking at the floor, and then Dean turns around. He looks up. He goes, hello, Dean. It's almost time. Got it. Okay. Yeah. We cut to the hospital where the nurse demon that we saw last week is at. She's like taking a baby out. Yeah, she's being an evil demon nurse. And she, yeah, she's being hashtag evil and calling the baby scrumptious, which she already did last episode. Like, I don't know. I think that the this demon is corny. As she is working, like some force drags her and like throws her against a wall. And then we have Sam and Ruby walk, walk, fashion babying up to her. Exactly. Sam is like, so we need to talk. He thinks he's so cool. He thinks he's so funny and so cool. He does. Dean walks past a table. And then when he turns back to it, there's like a bunch of burgers and beers on it. Hell yeah. Zachariah and Cass show up, but like Zachariah's in front talking to Dean Crocker. Cass is literally Cass a fucking is just like, dog in the back. Yeah, for real. He is holding his hands behind him. Which, oh, like yeah, and he has his chin tilted up like a bit, and his nostrils flared a bit. Like he's trying. Yeah. Multiple, you know, one of the best things you have ever said ever in your life, just fundamentally, mm-hmm. was when yeah. you described Cass turning himself into a statue. Mm-hmm. Because he does it so much this episode, and every single yes. time I'm like, he's turning himself into a statue in this yeah. one. And it's yeah, like I he, think I call he it really, like statue really moding in my notes, yeah. but yeah, but he really is. In in, the, in this one, he's not statue moding. He is, mm-hmm. he is, his shoulders are hunched he's, down. He's, he's embarrassed. Like, yeah. He is showing that embarrassment in his body also. And well, mm. it makes me sad. Because, yeah. you know, like, especially later. I mean, we'll get through the scene. But there is a part where 
Like it is made evidently clear that Cass tricked him here. <laughs> and like Cass's face, oh my god. So Zachariah goes, Hello, Dean, you're looking fit. Like he literally wants to fuck Dean and also marry. Like, good for him. The all the Dean Zachariah conversations this episode have so many pop culture references, and like I found it really annoying. Like, yeah, I don't know. It really took me out of the scenes like most times, especially when Zachariah is telling him about the apocalypse later. Like, I could not stand it. I was so so annoyed. But I guess it starts here. What the Ali and uh, Foreman? Yeah, but also just I don't know. Like, like in the transcripts that like half of the words in that fucking scene are like read because they link to like explaining the reference it sucks i think but yeah anyway so dean says that, I mean, oh wow this we're is one of the, the yeah this is one of the most comprehensible pop culture reference oh this parts, first one's though. fine like i mean i know of disney channel and such but yeah like, I think later, especially I don't I don't like that Zachariah makes them because I don't see why he would. He doesn't like humans. This is true. Like, what are I the ones cereal. Zachariah makes? Bring him back. What What are the ones Zachariah makes? I mean, they're in the later scene. I mean, here he does mention like Gilligan's Island, but that's just like regarding Dean's something life. Dean likes, and he can see. Yeah. Okay, I guess he does Ali Ali Foreman, and then Marsha, 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 and then Russell Crowe. Like, mm. that's too many. That's three during, like, the big reveal. Yeah. Okay, I understand. Yeah. Whatever. I, I have a lot of hatred in my heart for Zachariah this episode, and not in, like, a good writing way, just in a get rid of him and bring Uriel back way. Ugh, I miss Uriel so much! Whatever, it doesn't matter. It does matter to me. Bring him back. He talked cool. When he called, like, changing angels' minds, like, conversion and shit, like, that is the type of language you want for someone who's you know, telling, you know, like, the character about the apocalypse. You don't want someone saying Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. The, the, like, there's a line here where Zachariah goes, like, stop throwing feces into the wall like a monkey howler or something. Monkey. Yeah, like yeah. a howler monkey. And that moment, I did think immediately of Uriel, and it was like, yeah. that is a Uriel line. Shut the fuck yeah. up. <laughs> like, yeah, you are not yeah. him, and you will never you are be not him. Uriel. Exactly. Yeah, Dean's like, well, looks like we have the, the sweet life of Zach and Cass. Zachariah and Cass don't get this, which makes it even weirder that Zachariah starts, like, pop-culturing all over the place later. I mean, it's a different, it's a different, um, timeline of culture. So maybe Zachariah was really into, <laughs> you know, like, human TV, like, back in the yeah. day, yeah. <laughs> maybe so and like the 1900s and then you know 2000s hit he's like i don't give a shit and he was right for it probably so zachariah calls this place a green room which is like the place that performers wait before a show and 
Which I'm, yeah, I'm glad that I looked that up because, like, people have been calling it the green room for years. And I'm like, is it just the coloring on the gifts? I don't think the walls of this room are green, you guys. <laughs> but yeah, no, it, it's it just means a something. waiting room, basically. Yes. He says that he's just trying to keep Dean safe before showtime. And then he tells Dean that he should try one of the burgers because they're his favorite from that seaside shack in Delaware. You were 11, I think. Creepy. Love that. Love it. Yeah. But then, unfortunately, I, like, angels are misogynistic, demons are misogynistic. Like, I'm getting the vibe that Supernatural may just be misogynistic. Yeah. Like, I'm getting so, the vibe that maybe they just think everyone thinks like this. <laughs> yeah, or, I mean, and by everyone, they mean men, because they that's, like, their ideal audience, and also the only people they think of as people. Zachariah goes, well, okay, Dean doesn't want to eat the burger, so Zachariah goes, no. How about Ginger from season two of Gilligan's Island? You do have a thing for her, don't you? And we'll Horrible. throw in Marianne for free, and Dean's like, well, maybe, but no. But, like, like uh, whatever, it sucks. And we I all mean, know it sucks. I mean, we've had this conversation with, yeah. um, with Gabriel. Gabriel. Like, what the yep. fuck is this, people? I mean, Dean says, um, I don't know if he says it now, but, like, the holodeck. That's a Star Trek what reference. Is- okay, um, like, what is that? Um, there's, like, a room. And you go into the room, and it's a hologram. <laughs> okay. It's such a... You go into a deck, and there's holograms. No, it's just like, for example, I mean, you're in the ship for a very long time, and you're like, I want to see some greenery. You go in there, mm-hmm. and it looks, feels, acts, smells, whatever, like the thing you okay. want it to be. So, yeah. Okay, so there's no real uh, there consciousness an, there, yes, behind there's the no, people in there. Yeah, there is an episode where Riker, this is from The Next Generation, where Riker goes into the holodeck and perhaps falls in love with a woman in a jazz bar. I have no idea how that um, episode concludes because I don't remember. (laughs) So, I mean, probably not not like, probably didn't do anything egregious because I don't remember it. Or maybe it did and I chose to forget it. So, it could go both ways. I guess, like, the, the interesting part about this is that um, Gilligan's Island, like, it, like, mostly ran on the TV, like, in the 70s and the 80s. So, mm-hmm. like, probably, like, Waldine was, like, like, one to ten years old or whatever. There are reruns of everything. Yeah, but I was saying, like, I think that it's interesting in conjunction with the burgers that he ate when he was 11 like Zachariah seems to be relying on like like childhood comforts if you can call like manifesting a woman from a show when you were a child for you to fuck a childhood comfort did we ever get to look at what the beer is which is you know of course an important facet in supernatural analysis why oh, is, is this because of the? Is this because of the, the post about the Jerry Wanick um, post? The what post? The Jerry Wanick post. 
Is that the URL of the person? No, no, no. Jerry Linick is the set designer of Supernatural. Oh, um, I thought. You and it was like the... Jerry Linick's mom is named post? after the beer. Like, yeah, Jerry Linick's oh. mom is the name of the El Sol beer or something, and it's named after his mom. And so it shows up when Sam and Dean are talking about family. <laughs> That's really funny. What well, beer What's is being shown name? here? Because I'm ch- like, oh my god, it, 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 wait, wait, no, no, no. I think the El Sol beer is like that's a different thing. It's just an example of a beer that they have in Supernatural. This beer, I cannot see it clearly, but it does start with E L. So I okay, don't know. So the El Sol beer is the the one that is in heaven, right? Cause it yeah. Was so this first is drink. the. So I was like, this with is Dean's John. drink So it's John. also a childhood thing. Yeah. That's what I yeah, was trying like, to yeah, yeah, figure out. Yeah, 15 at the oldest. Marge, Margiku... I'm sorry. I do not know how to pronounce this. Okay. Margie Kugel is a beer from Wisconsin created for the show that it is named after production designer Jerry Wannick's mom and local Wisconsin beer, Lane and Kugel. So yeah. That's like, the that's the mom beer I suppose. <laughs> I love supernatural, honestly. <laughs> like me, us in our deep relationship with what the who is that set designer who is constantly in Sam's contacts? Uh, Marianne Leo. Yeah, we have that. We have Jerry Wanek and his beers. It's wonderful. Yeah. Bisexual yeah. lighting. There's gonna be some of that. You know, the thing is, that yeah. shit was crazy because they do put bisexual lighting in the scene right when, like, Dean is on the floor kneeling. <laughs> it's like, okay, it's like, and, like, it does seem crazy. And it probably, like, everything about Supernatural seems crazy when you're outside of it. But, like, when you're, when you're inside of it, it's like, they did do that. Like, it did happen. And it feels stupid to be pointing it out, but, like, it did happen. <laughs> And like, I the think thing about bisexual lighting is that I've never seen it in an actual context where it actually implies <laughs> a character's bisexual. I've only seen it in like queer in, like, shows and then people trying to use it as evidence that a character exactly. is gay. Like I know that there has to be like a solid basis in reality. Like there has to be some shows that used it for real. But like I've yeah. never come across one. My favorite thing about star trek is there will be bisexual lighting in that thing just fundamentally well, does it mean anything of, <laughs> i mean i'm sure there's a bisexual person somewhere in the world of star <laughs> trek so and it's is very it well maybe meant to Kirk. foreshadow that a character <laughs> is going to be revealed as bisexual Oh, uh, no, absolutely point? not. No, I'm not saying that like it means something. I'm saying that it was in yeah. the show. Like this yeah. is not like a conclusion to anything. It's just a statement of fact that there was bisexual lighting in Goodbye Stranger. Yeah. Yeah, I mean the Wikipedia page for bisexual lighting says that it was literally invented in 2014 by a Tumblr fan of Sherlock who believed that the lighting was being used to signal that Dr. Watson was bisexual and would eventually be in a romantic relationship with Sherlock Holmes. <laughs> so I think that bisexual lighting may be, be complete <laughs> bullshit. I think it absolutely is. I just think it's so funny. Like, 
Again, like, it like, was invented by someone who made it up wrong. to make John Locke real and was wrong. No, like, I do is- believe that probably, like, later, like, queer creators have used it, like, purposefully Tongue-in-cheek. but like yeah they never i don't think that it's ever used as like a like a we're pussyfooting around about it thing oh absolutely like, not. I think, supernatural yeah. never pussyfooted about anything <laughs> except yeah. everything that they did pussyfoot around exactly i'm again yeah. i'm not saying that like it's real and it's foreshadowing yeah. and jeremy carver wants us to know that he is bisexual <laughs> through this lighting uh-huh. choice i just think it's so incredibly funny that it was like the lighting outside of heaven was completely like white the entire time and then Cass realizes <laughs> that he actually he, he is like Castiel, uh, a person who was hitting Dean and he should stop doing that. And then <laughs> the outside yeah. of heaven turns bisexual lighted. And it's like, oh, love that, honestly. God, that's crazy. And they were all Dean, as that post says. <laughs> they literally well, were all Dean. Supernatural. The thing is, and honestly, whatever. Who even gives a shit? <laughs> Supernatural is so funny. <laughs> Well, anyway, um, Dean says, after contemplating it for a bit, he's like, no, just tell me what the game plan is. And Zachariah says, let us worry about that. We want you focused, relaxed. And Dean, who last week said, strong, you're the farthest away from strong you can get. Try weak. Is like... (laughs) I'm gonna, I'm gonna give, like, the thesaurus or the antonyms, like, another go, but, like, do a bad job in the opposite direction, where he goes, well, I'm about to be pissed and leaving. No, but like, those are different fun. things, Dean. I thought it was fun. I thought it was fun. I don't think he was doing an antonyms. I think he was just saying things that are about to happen, and he is about to be pissed and leaving, so. Fair. Alright. Have we considered that maybe the reason why I think Dean is funny is because I got my English sense of humor from yeah. Dean, probably? <laughs> I'm so That's sorry. That's so embarrassing. That is so embarrassing. I well, mean, I probably that happened did. to Castiel as well, possibly. That's true. Well, we I don't know if like it happened to Castiel. It might have happened to Jack. We'll see. We'll see. I mean, you know, music made after the 70s sucks ass that's true that's true he likes the who (laughs) we should make jack listen to the velvet underground which which songs would he like i mean same as the songs that i like probably (laughs) so true due to those are all the songs i know (laughs) yeah so did i already say like, Zachariah says that all the seals except one have fallen. No. Dean's like, well, that's bad. And Zachariah is like, I would like to use your guilt against you by and by saying, like, I don't think sarcasm's appropriate given that you started all of this. So true. Uh, and it. he says the thing that Ruby told Sam, which is that Lilith, Lilith is the only is one who no, can break... Yet. Lilith is the only one who can break the final seal, and it'll happen tomorrow night at midnight. Wait, so, okay, but, like, doesn't it happen today night? Dean doesn't sleep over in the green room. I mean, you can argue that time is being managed differently in there. 
which they could very well made do. I mean, there's sure. no light or anything or a clock or anything. Okay, fine. Um, I think because when they were torturing that demon lady, uh, it was mm. night. Okay, so it was... But it was also night when they went there. I mean, when they were putting her in the trunk, wasn't it day? Uh, yeah, that's true. The angels don't know where yet. They're just trying to figure out. And Dean is like, okay, like, so what's my job? Like, what am I supposed to do? Like, should I use the knife? And Zachariah goes, all in good time, have faith. And Dean goes like, what in you? Give me one good reason why I should. And Zachariah goes, because you swore your Because you promised. So and he's he like all up in promied. Dean's face. He did promise. He's all up in Dean's face about it. And instead of looking at him, Dean looks over his, over shoulder, his shoulder at Cass standing in the back. And Cass is like looking down, all guilty looking, and it's yeah. it's good. I enjoy it. At first it. he was looking at Dean, and then when Dean looks, that's when he looks down. Yeah. Oh, Cass. Oh, Cass. Cass. Well, we're back to Sam and Ruby, and they are at, uh, they have tied up the nurse onto a table where she cannot move, so, uh, so I don't know, there's devil's trap down there. Is she also tied no. up? She says specifically, why isn't there a devil's trap? And Sam says, I don't need one. Ooh, that's crazy. So when that lady leader was like, I can't move. Uh-huh. That's, that's still Sam. Sam was holding her. Yeah. Sam is interrogating the demon. And she is asking, like, what's the point? Like, you're going to kill me if I say anything. And you're not. you're going to kill me if I don't say anything. If I get away... Lilith is gonna kill me, so what do I get from this? And Sam says, I think what you should be worrying about is what happens before you die. And then, you know, he does his little hand wavy thing. And the demon yeah. starts screaming in pain. Yeah. Who, who, that, you know, that review that was like, what the fuck is up with supernatural and torture? Yeah. Well, you know what? <laughs> what is up? With supernatural and torture. Many yeah, things, probably. I mean, it's like, they operate under the assumption that certain species cannot be reasoned with, and the only yeah. way to get them to talk is through pain. Through physical pain. And, yeah. I mean, that sure has disturbing implications for the world done it. Yeah. So we're in the beautiful room, and Dean is considering whether he should send Sam a voicemail. And then he goes, well, fuck it. Or, well, probably just call him regular. Like, he didn't know that Sam was going to pick up. That's true. That's true. So, yeah. But eventually when he calls, it's a voice message. It's so generic. It's Sam. Leave me a message. But it's okay because, you know, they can never top make your voice yeah. ever. Yeah. Ever. What is it? I'm Cass- Does he say Castiel? I'm Castiel. It's Castiel. It might just be, this is a voicemail. This, this is, is Castiel. My voicemail. This is my know. voicemail. Let me look it up. Make your voice a I think mail. this is my voicemail. Make your voice a mail is all it is. Yeah, I think that is all it is. Yeah. Oh, I love him. Yeah, that, that's what Cass tells me when he's giving me my first shot of testosterone. <laughs> <laughs> so true. Dean leaves his message. And you know what? I did start tearing up in this scene. 
Good for you. Or, well, feeling choked up, whatever. He just goes, um, look, I'll just get right to it. I'm still pissed, and I owe you a serious beatdown. But I shouldn't have said what I said. You know, I'm not dad. We're brothers. You know, we're family. And no matter how bad it gets, that doesn't change. Sammy, I'm sorry. But, and like, he was supposed to say more, but the voicemail ends. And then, you know. Yeah. Incredibly short, like, voicemail time available. I guess this was what life was like in 2009. Like, I yell at my senator. I get to yell at my senators, like, way longer than this before they cut me off on voicemail. How, How long would you say? I think it's, like, maybe a minute and a half. Okay, that's pretty lengthy. That's pretty lengthy. Yeah, this is definitely shorter than that. So, I mean, the stuff here that I like is that, you know, my complaints earlier about Bobby mm-hmm. saying that, like, you know, it's supposed to be miserable. Dean takes what I want him to take from that. Mm-hmm. And also the I'm not dead does get mm-hmm. to me. Because mm-hmm. that is, you know, like, that is what he was invoking, like, pretty explicitly in the what he said to Sam. And uh, I'm not dead. It's like, I don't know. I feel like in the past, when Dean tries to do the I'm not dad thing. Uh-huh. It's always like, oh, I wanted to be just like that, but I'm never going to be like him. Which is what he says mm-hmm. in 419, you know? And yeah, that is kind of the general attitude Dean has had towards John for a long time. Here, it's like, I'm not him. And that's a good thing. What is gained by this voicemail in terms of Sam and Dean's relationship? Like, if it went through regular style... Do you think Sam would have turned back? Yes, I think so. Really? Yeah. I feel like what pushed Sam really was like, yeah, I can do this thing that is concretely bad now because, you know, drinking demon blood is not just drinking like Ruby's blood who has a vessel that's empty. I'm hurting a civilian. If they're alive in the vessel. And and they are, yeah. But to him... Mm -hmm. He thinks of this as like kind of his no turning back. This is like a for him like an explicitly bad thing that he cannot reason his way around. If he does this, then he will be the monster that Dean is talking about. But Dean saying here that like, hey, you can still come back. Like I want you to know that I didn't think of you as a monster. I think you know in the voicemail Sam does here. Hearing mm. Dean say, like, you're a blood-sucking vampire. It's like, okay, you already think of me that way. Fine, and then I'll be that way. But perhaps hearing this and it's like, no, you still think of me as, you know, your brother Sam. And perhaps your brother Sam wouldn't do this. I think there is, that would be part of the consideration. At least. If not, like, you know, actually so would making him turn back. End? There's gotta be another way, which is, you know something Sam and Dean. I mean, the, well, isn't the other way, like, the angels using Dean to stop it? Like, yeah. wouldn't there be, like, a reading where it's, like, well, it's nice that Dean said that I have to especially make sure he's not the one who has to end the world or save the world and thus end himself? But there's no certainty in that. That's the difference. Like, Sam is sure, pretty much, that if he stops the apocalypse, then it's over for him. Uh-huh. But there's no certainty of that for Dean, because nobody even knows what Dean is supposed to do. Because he's supposed to do nothing. 
Yeah, I don't know. I think I mean I think the show is telling us that if the voicemail went through regular style, Sam would stop. But yeah, doesn't seem logical to me. But I guess it's, it's feelings aren't logical or whatever. Yeah. Uh, so Sam's still torturing the demon. Eventually, she's like, "Okay, I'll tell you where Lilith is as long as you let me die." Because this torture thing sure sucks. Sam says, "Deal." So she says, "Tomorrow night at midnight, she's gonna be at the convent St. Mary's in Ilchester, Maryland." And there she's going to break the final seal. And Sam asks what that is. And she says she doesn't know. And he tortures her some more. But she insists that, you know, she really, really doesn't know. Like, just kill me, please. Pretty awful. Sam is like, okay, and he's gonna do it. But then Ruby stops him because she says that, no, we have to take her with us for, like, blood drinking and stuff. I don't see why they had to put her in the trunk. Like, couldn't Sam just drink her now? What? Like, yeah. I don't get it. Like, it's just to create conflict and to be like, oh, like, putting a woman in a trunk is pretty bad, isn't it? I wish they had, like, some re- if they just said some shit about how, like, like, you need to drink it right before you kill Lil, because that's when it's, like, the most potent or whatever. Also, okay. if they yeah. just need her blood, I don't know. Make her donate her blood they... into a bag, and then fucking yeah, drink no, it that later. Is also, what, what I was thinking about even. Yeah, because like again, like when we see Sam, like get ready to take like he Lucifer does that. He's, at, it's like, in gallons. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's in gallon chugs. There's no reason why you have to take her with you. It is just to create this dilemma thing that I don't. That seems like contrived, incredibly yeah. so to me. I guess one could argue that what like ruby's like doing this on purpose because she like it's like a final test for sam to like make sure that he like fully goes into being mean or whatever but she didn't know that the demon was going to like let the vessel take over i think it's just stuff that they made up to create conflict which i mean is all of tv but (laughs) still (laughs) Yeah. The nurse goes like, you promised. And Ruby, who really talks interesting sometimes, goes, sorry, sister, you're a walking, talking can of whoop-ass. All right, yeah. girl. Love it. And the nurse Later, calls Later, she says, bitch. um, for squeeter, yeah. which I... Yes. <laughs> I was so... I looked it up and I was like, yeah. what a word use. Yeah. And in a moment like this as well. I mean, Sam does say, can you drop the attitude or whatever, right? (laughs) Yeah. He was like, can you stop saying words that are more made up than the word Rococo? What's wrong with you? (laughs) The demon is like, well, if you're gonna drink my blood, I'm gonna make it hard for you. I'm gonna peace out and let... Cindy McClellan, RN, come on down. That This is a fun move, though. I know you were like, I this agree. is just to create conflict. But you know what? It's a fun move. No, con- I do, I do like it. Yeah. I do like it. But I feel like they didn't need to put her in the trunk, I guess. Like, yeah. I think they could, like, have her do this and then have Sam she have is to, like, nurse. drink her now. Like, she knows how to insert a needle or whatever. 
I'm sure she knows how to bloodlet. I don't but think I it's mean, a she's proper not gonna believe yeah. that that like the world is gonna end and we have to drink your blood so bad. So it would not happen willingly, probably. I mean, yeah. I don't know. Maybe if Ruby flashes some eyes and Sam does some powers on her, she'll be like, "Oh, maybe." I mean, you're it for is real. interesting because like many people are like, "I remember being demon vessel or whatever." Right, but she does not. But she does not, and I feel like if mm. she like is aware that like I'm being possessed, that's like a okay. So there is some semblance of something is happening here, and she will be more likely to believe well many things. Yeah. Yeah, but apparently she just doesn't remember anything. I mean, I think most people say they don't remember anything, right? Like, it was just, like, Meg's vessel who remembered things. I don't know. The pilot was possessed in Phantom Traveler. Did he remember anything? I don't think so. The only thing I remember from that episode of Bad Bond is you said acquiesce, and I did not know what it meant. I still, I don't think I still know what it means. Every time I say it, I look it up before I say it. And every single time I'm surprised by what it means. It means yeah. um, either go go apart or come to a conclusion that is like meeting in the middle. So <laughs> completely opposite. <laughs> yeah, it's the it's the second one. I feel like okay. I feel like I usually use it to mean like you're sort of like giving in on like okay. an argument. Okay. Yeah. Right. So Cindy wakes up and she's. Very confused. She doesn't remember anything. She asks where she is, and she realizes that she can't move, and she's calling out to them to help. Yeah. And Ruby's looking off at the side, like, annoyed. Like, oh, this is yeah. And Sam is looking forward with, like, full horror. Yeah. So, yeah. Sam is... This is, like... Because throughout this episode, uh, mm-hmm. Sam has, you know his game face on even in that moment in the beginning when ruby was like are you really okay it was like Mm -hmm. it was because he was uncharacteristically lacking of emotion more than Mm -hmm. he is showing any actual distress so this is the first time in the entire episode where he is shown to have any sort of distress so i do think it like it makes you like remember that like this is sam the show is, you know, has tried very hard to make you believe that, like, Sam is being changed big time. Mm. You know, there is, like, an aspect of it is, like, he is showing less emotion than he tends to. And mm. that is a change. And now here it's, like, no, like, he just wasn't doing that, like, on purpose. Because he is putting right. his game face on. And this is a moment that is just a complete shock to him, like, completely. So... Here it is. It's the last time they worked a proper case 415. Like, 419 was a case also, but, like, that was with, like, Adam, so that feels different. It's been, like, seven episodes since they've done, like, a saving people hunting things, right? Yeah, it's been so long since they did an actual case. And, like, I think even, like, 419, which technically is a case episode. Yeah, like, it like, wasn't, though. <laughs> Like, it was prompted not by their usual mm-hmm. getting to a case thing. It was, you know, somebody called. Also, like, I mean, they were supposed to do a case in 418, but completely yeah, abandoned but, it. Like, just yeah, they were like, that ghost can Who just go and murder yeah. people in this comic store. At least they'll stop selling Supernatural. I, don't, I think that's part of it in that, like, Sam's been so focused on, like, 
the large scale saving the world, whatever that means, that like he hasn't had to like face like like a civilian in a very long time. So then like this is like oh fuck, like there are actually people who live in the world with thoughts and feelings and all that shit. Oh fuck. Which yeah, I mean like I guess like Jimmy could have been like a precursor to this, given that Jimmy is also a vessel and also like a guy with a life. But like, I guess Sam's attitude towards Jimmy was just like, get the fuck over it. I think the fact that it is like a young, pretty white woman here Mm. is like a major factor in like Sam suddenly caring about a person. Well, I mean. Jimmy also knew he was aware he was being possessed. Right. Et cetera, et cetera. That's why I pointed out that, like, I feel like a lot of other times there's a possession thing in Supernatural. They're kind of aware. And I do think, like, the, the, the main pull of this one is that she doesn't even know why she's here, you know? Mm-hmm. I suppose, like, yeah, the whole young white woman thing could be something. Just in that, I mean, Supernatural has a history of at least, like, like being, like, Invoking this, that like, black man character is evil because yeah. he's, like, mean to a pretty white woman. I don't know, I think, I think Supernatural deploys pretty white women as, like, victims Every... in order to, like, do something yeah. that you can't do with, like, a white man or whatever, or, like, a yeah. non-white woman. I do think constantly about Leonore. Was that her name? Yeah. The vampire. And it's like, she is the only vampire that they portray that way. It is for the intention of making you go, aww, but she's nice. Yeah, and Gordon is a brute for doing that to her. Um, We go back to, I don't know, exposition in... 1972, the convent earlier, mm-hmm. and it is Azazel uh, lie, uh, kneeling in front of the altar, and the bodies of the nuns are strategically positioned in this room, and mm-hmm. one of them is on the altar, lying down, her head is lolling at the edge mm-hmm. of the table, and Azazel is trying to get Lucifer to speak through this nun's mouth. And he does eventually. Azazel is like, uh, it's, oh my god, it's you. I've been searching for so long. You have, you don't have any idea. The others have lost faith, but not me. And it does remind me of like later on when we start to meet more Prince of Hell, Princess of yeah. Hell. And I think oh. it was Dagon who was like, nah, Azazel was just weird as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, they took half about bringing Lucifer back, but Azazel was really into it. The the transcript calls Lucifer's voice a distorted, gender-ambiguous voice. Yeah. What if Lucifer was non-binary? Literally. (laughs) What if Lucifer was a he-she-day? Who would have thought? What if? Uh, Azazel is asking, how do I bust you out? And Lucifer keeps on saying, Lilith. And Azazel's like, well, um... She is in the pit, so probably not. And but you know, Lucifer just says, "You can." She's the only one who can break the seals, and you must find me a child, a very special child. So and true. 
So, and this was 1972. When is the Mary? It was 76, right? Oh, I have no clue. Mary and John meet. Well, Dean goes back in time to 76, I think. Well, that's not true because he was born. Oh, he was born 79. Okay, whatever. Uh, Oh, the date is 1973. Right now? In 403. Really? Yeah. So, 1973. Dean was born 79? Maybe. How yes. old was Mary when she got pregnant? She's what is she like supposed to be nineteen and four oh three? Wait, she's listed as twenty-four to twenty-nine years old in the flashbacks. I don't she's think she's twenty-four in nineteen seventy-three. She was what? I don't think she was nineteen then. Wasn't John nineteen? No, but I think you're thinking of SPN the Alternative universe they created in the Winchesters. No, well, I mean, it, the newspaper says 1973 and 403. It says that John Winchester was born 1954, so he was 19. Okay. Mary. Was Mary like five years older than No. Oh, um, no, no. Mary was, Mary born, was born 1954 as well. Also. So she's 19 in here. So well, then in 1979, when Dean was born, she was 25. Where, where does it say 24 to 20? Are you, are you, is that about song remains the same? Well, in, um, no, Mary that just, wins. no, okay, portrayed by Amy Gumnick when she was 24 to 29 years old. Huh, that is confusing. I don't know why that's the case. I mean, I guess the Wikipedia is incorrect. Okay, well, slay. Okay, so yeah, Azazel was told this, and then within the next year, he was already getting all the special kids, like parents, picked contracts. Up. Yeah, he was so, really committed to the bit. I feel like in season two, we were discussing what Azazel's grand plan was, and so it was and it like was always to raise Lucifer. It was always to raise Lucifer. So like, what was the like leading the armies of hell thing as a human about? Like, weren't all the demons like? Sam, we hate you because Azazel wants you to lead us and you're, like, a human. Like, that's bullshit. Like, what does that have to do with anything? Well, maybe Azazel was lying. (laughs) What? Maybe he was lying. He was lying to everyone. And to Azazel? Like, who was he lying to? The other demons? That's true. Because Ruby says that only she and Lilith knew and azazel knew wait didn't she say not even as what did she say no she didn't say not even alistair did okay azazel was not involved in her speech yeah no she said azazel she said azazel knows knew about it everything azazel did and let it just to get you out of here got it yeah they should have brought meg back Meg was Azazel's, like, daughter figure and stuff. Like, she should have been fucking involved in this. Like, who the fuck are these people, even? It's what I think about everyone. (laughs) Like, who is is Ruby to Azazel? Like, what is any of this? You know, sometimes you just, you hire some rando. And maybe this was that (laughs) situation. Yeah, Ruby was just, like, a witch who, like, died by like pledging her soul to Ashtoreth during like the middle ages or some shit yeah like why her bring meg back you know those like um law firms where it's like surname and surname and it's the same surname 
That's like oh. the that's like Azazel's situation with like Meg and the other guy. It was like Azazel yeah. and Azazel and Co. And the Co is like Ruby. <laughs> it's just yeah. there's a random person here. Yeah. So true. She's the Georgie of fun funerals from the podcast Wooden Overcoats that you have not listened to. Absolutely not, yeah. Why did they hide it from the other demons? Because they're like a fringe religious group and the other ones don't even care about raising Lucifer. Yeah, everyone's like, what the fuck is wrong with y'all? But no, I mean, yeah. the same reason why Heaven hid it from their underlings, right? Just, yeah, like it's a top secret plan. We don't want it to get out. Fair enough. Like somebody's gonna get tortured by Sam or Dean and will spill. And then what now? I think it's so corny that after Lucifer's like, you have to find me a special child. Like, Azazel's Azazel eyes flash eyes. yellow again. Because yeah. it's just like, just in case you, the viewer, didn't get that this is Azazel and, like, Sam's the special child, we just want to put something in here to let you know. Like, shut up. Like, I know. Sam is, you know, in the motel room. Did they just leave that lady in that fucking abandoned shack? Because they're in a different place. I mean, they could have put her in the trunk already. I don't know. No, not yet. They haven't yet. I mean, they could be putting her in the trunk multiple times. Like, they <laughs> took her out and parked her somewhere right now. But yeah, yeah but I don't they, know. But later, they're taking her out of the shack. True. What is the so. bluetooth range of Sam's powers? I Doesn't the transcript say that she's in the cellar? Of, yeah, no, I don't know. I don't see why they couldn't have just tranquilized or darted her so that she wouldn't be screaming in the trunk later also. Maybe they tranquilized or darted her now and that's why they're hanging out in a motel. <laughs> and then when they get to the trunk bit, they're like, well, we don't have any more of that shit, so... Yeah, exactly. Like, Sam wanted to do some research on his lappy toppy in a nicer room, and as a result, he's gonna have to hear the screaming during all the drive to Maryland. The research just reveals that, I don't know, they it reveals the fucking disembowelment of the nuns in 72, and mm. that the priest apparently remembers everything, and he said he was possessed by a demon named Azazel. This is their, you know, go-to that, like, yeah, this is the place. But Sam is having some apprehensions. And Ruby's saying, like, oh, she's just playing you. It's just an act. And Ruby says, even if she's not, there's still a hell bitch snoozing in there. I mean, come on. It's not like you haven't done this before, right? And I mean, she's right. Yeah. Except, you know, the conclusion she's making from the rightness is... I mean, it's horrible that you did that and you should keep doing it because you already did it. <laughs> Pretty <laughs> fine. <laughs> so Sam just gets this nurse who is the entire time talking about she's a real person and she has a life mm -hmm. and a family. And if you just let me go, I don't even know you. I can't even report you. So just, but you know, eventually yeah. he does with, you know, some difficulty, shove her into the trunk, shuts it. And she's just screaming in there. And Sam is also in there. Well, not in the trunk. He's on screen. <laughs> <laughs> Bit of a tight fit if he was in there also. We're back to the beautiful room. You said you know, it though. fun shot that Hell people yeah. use. What? You said the beautiful room. Yeah, I mean, I'm still going to call it that even though that's not his canon name. Love like, that. Like, that's how I think of it. Yeah, Dean does the make the angel statue fall. 
which is pretty fun. Yep. Love to use it in an AMV. Love it. Yeah. Just as it falls, Cass appears behind him. Yeah. Yeah. Dean Dean turns around to see him. He goes, you asked to see me? Which is crazy. Uh Uh-huh. Like, oh. God. I like mean, we Dean were was just like, talking about like praying to Cass or whatever to like yeah. get him out of here, and Cass like showed up even though he knew that he would he not do, do it. Yeah, it. And I mean, yeah. that is the thing about Cass. This episode is he keeps on showing up even when mm-hmm. he thinks he can't do anything, and it's because he wants to be convinced. Yeah, I mean, he wants to be convinced, and he wants to. You know how like I kept on being like he's staying here. I forgot. Oh no, this was something I said about a zero fill in that fucking car in 1960 <laughs> Soho. Well, I was like, um, 1967. Yeah, yeah. Well, 1960 Soho. I put an S there, so boo. Okay. Well, <laughs> well you know, I was um, very saddened to hear that you'd forgotten the exact year <laughs> after only a month and a half away from rubbish pot. Yeah, but in Rubbish Pot, I stated there that there was a scene where, you know, Aziraphale is, like, it's the end of the conversation, and Aziraphale is still there, because it's like, well, there should be more to hear, and like, you know, you don't know what the more should be, but you're staying there just in case. We see that with Cass, I feel, in last episode, right? Like, under that fucking thing. Yeah, when he stays after the honeypot scene. Yeah, and it's like he's staying there because because he feels like there's more to be said and there's more to be done, even though he knows logically that he can't say any more or do any more. Mm-hmm. And that is what he's doing here. You know, every time Dean calls, he answers. Every time something happens, he's there. And I mean, he shows mm-hmm. up in the end. Dean doesn't even call him. He just shows up. It's because he wants there to be something more. And he wants Dean to tell him what the more should be. And then Dean does. It's something to me. And also in 418, I did mention, right? Like, I was like, Cass was praying to... Uh, Dean was praying to Cass. And you were like, no, he's not. He's praying to a general angelhood, whatever. He's asking for for help from anyone. And here it's like, yeah. he is asking for Cass specifically yeah. now. Yeah. And that is also something to me. Because here, finally, Cass is Cass. Cass is not part of the bigger angelhood. Cass has helped him enough or has shown willingness to help him enough and also has shown guilt for Dean to know that, like, this is not just a general angel and then me, Dean, Winchester relationship. This is, like, a person I'm talking to. I do appreciate also that later on when he talks to Cass, it's that personhood that he calls to, right? These are people, Cass. You must know that. You must understand that. Because mm. I see you as, I mean, not a human being, but someone capable of understanding it because I understand you to be a person too now. Right. And yeah. Well, <laughs> I mean, I keep on saying this also. Like, the, the, there's a face Dean makes here and where he's like, like rolling his eyes a little bit and like pretending that he didn't just toss that angel down. Or, like, whatever. And it is such a weird choice to act this scene out this way, right here. Like, this is a very serious time. Very serious scene. And, like, you know, Uh 
as you said, like Zachariah and Dean make jokes constantly. Not jokes, make references constantly. Yeah. But they are very rarely portrayed as jokes. Mm. It ends up the Zach and Cass one, and that's supposed to be a joke in a they don't even get what D means. But like after mm. that, everything is so serious. Everything here and out this is so serious. And then you have the scene right in the middle where Dean tosses a an angel statue down. Cash shows up and Dean looks around like, ooh, oh, sorry. Who did that? <laughs> yeah, who did that? And it's yeah. like, what the fuck is this acting the mirror bullshit? What is this? What is happening here? And I do not know what they're trying to do. I didn't think about it much. I, think I thought it about it a like, lot. I think even if you're in like a situation where you hate people and there's a lot of stress, like there are some instincts of like, am I going to get in trouble that stay with you as an adult? I don't think he's thinking, am I going to get in trouble here? I mean, it's not okay. I don't think he thinks that he's in any danger, but I it think is he's like trying the, to act cute. Like the, I feel like, guilty for knocking something time. over like a cat. What? I think he's trying to be cute, and I think this is the least appropriate time for Dean Winchester. Oh, like, you think he's, like, putting it on a bit too much? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think I've said this constantly, but, like, Dean, it is a bit jarring to see him interact with Cass, because Cass is always treated here with some benevolence in thought, at least. Like, generosity Mm. in thought. Like, especially, well... As I've said, like, after the I'm not a hammer as you say scene in It's a Great Pumpkin, Sam Winchester, Cassis has consistently been treated with some kind of, like, when he does something that Dean doesn't like, like, mm. Dean is surprised by this because he expected better, yeah, you know? Yeah, gets to the benefit of the doubt. Yeah, benefit of the doubt. All situations. Yeah, he, Dean understands that Cass can't do it. And so, you know, you're a dick these days. Stuff like that. Mm. And I mean, I've explained it earlier that like Dean is seeing Cass as a person now who he can convince and so just tough it out or whatever. But it is a bit odd to see in a season Mm. where Dean is so harsh to everyone that he is so soft on gas. I don't know. It's a bit mm. like, I don't Not Even like in a Destiel way. It's just Yeah, not in a Destiel way. In a why is he being so mean to everyone else way? No, no, no. Like, why is he being nice to Cass specifically? Like, is he thinking of this strategically? Or is he really just giving Cass the benefit of the doubt? And I think, I think it's, it's the latter. Well, I think it's more like Cass is the only angel I know who's sympathetic to me. Yeah. And he holds a lot of power over me in that way. Yeah. So, like, I don't have an option except to give him the benefit of the doubt and to hope that he'll like do something to help me like, i don't think it's necessarily strategic but i think it comes out of like a desperation and like a power differential that exists right now is it is it kind of like a well i mean it's not yeah. like the other angels will do even this much for me anyway so asking right. Cass for much more is like well it's pointless like that yeah okay yeah, i see that i think so i think that's most evident in the your dick these days uh, line. Mm. The way he was convincing Cass later. Why didn't he talk to Sam like that? <laughs> I mean, many reasons that we have outlined in the podcast already. But like, it is it is shocking to hear Dean go to Cass and be like, no Cass, but like, there's people 
if there's anything we're dying for it's th-, you know stuff like that and it's like uh-huh. it's it comes from a place of like i believe in your goodness and yes. i believe you will listen to me because i believe in your goodness yes and it's like Nobody else this season is talked to in this way. This it truly is Cassie's season. I feel like, <laughs> like to me the most it's, vital. It's Sam's season to me. This is true, but well, I am a cash girl, so this is what the season is about. Like if I recap this season, I will start it with "I'm an angel of the Lord," and I will end it with "We're making it up as we go." You know. Mm. <laughs> like the part where i started giggling through my every scene but whatever dean is done with his fucking acting like he didn't do anything and then he just goes um i need something and Cass goes anything you wish and And he like spreads his arms out a little when he says it like okay honey podcast yell (laughs) (laughs) okay slay Anyway, Dean goes, I need you to take me to see Sam. And Cass goes, why? Dean is saying, there's something I got to talk to him about. Cass goes, what's that? (laughs) Dean goes, the BM I took this morning. Which is funny in that, you know, he's talking, uh, he's being sarcastic. But also like, because BM is a term supernatural apparently uses as short for brother moment. Oh. Yeah, so, I mean, I think they mention it in... In um, fan fiction? I'd, maybe not fan fiction, maybe in... French Mistake? The French Mistake. <laughs> and, like, earlier, he did have a BM that he took this morning, you know? He did have a brother like moment. the thing. voicemail. The voicemail. I think that's a brother yeah. moment. It's one-sided, but yeah. It's a, Well, it's a brother moment, not a brother, so... Good point. Cass is like, no, not happening. Have you uh, forgotten what happened the last time you met? And Dean's like, yeah, I mean, I haven't, and that's what I'm trying to fix, so... And he's like, oh, what, am I trapped here forever? Cassie's like, no, you can go wherever you want, just not to where Sam is. Dean goes, I'm going to take a walk, and Cass goes, I'll go with you. It's so yeah. funny. I love I it. I love it. Dean is like, whatever, I'm just going to get out of here. He starts walking towards the door, and Cass goes, through what door? And then we go to Dean, and then the camera angle changes. And so it turns, it's like Dean's side of his face, and then it turns as he looks at the door, and there's no door. And then it turns as he looks towards Cass, and there's no Cass. Fuck yeah, baby! I do think all of the um, camera work in this episode is pretty fine. Yeah. (laughs) Kill me now. (laughs) Every time I come like any, and it's like last time I was like the camera work was fine. It was Robert Singer, and now it's Eric Kripke. Like let's just end it all. I mean, there's some pretty bad camera moments later. Which ones? The fucking heartbeats, like cut to Sam, like like cut to a zoom of Sam. Blah blah blah. I thought that shit was so corny. We're in Ruby's car. She's driving. Hell yeah. You can hear Cindy screaming for help in the trunk. And Sam's just looking at his phone at the voicemail from Dean, unplayed. And Ruby tells him, like, just play it already. But Sam tells her to mind her own business. And then he says about Cindy, God, I wish she would just shut up. Well, you you missed the part where Ruby goes, what are you, a 12-year-old girl? (laughs) Which I didn't think I didn't think it was relevant. (laughs) 
<laughs> you know, well, I thought it was like, come on, Ruby. But I mean, yeah. And, you know, Ruby jokes like, well, that can be arranged with a little smirk. God, good for her. She's, She's so doing funny. a lot of um, evil smirks this episode. Her sick homo yeah. uh, smirks, even. Yeah, that Sam glares at her. God, yeah. I feel like Sam saying, I wish he would just shut up is like, when, like, Worse. my less hater friends are hanging out with me and they're like, oh, God, I gotta be more of a hater in order to hang out with Crystal properly. So, like, they'll, like, say things that are mean, but, like, their heart isn't in it. Like, that that's what Sam's line feels like to me. And when Ruby takes it further, like, he can't do it anymore. For real. You are yeah. shockingly mean sometimes. This is true, <laughs> but I am I am not the person who backs down. I am uh, yeah. I am just as mean. Yeah, hell yeah. Yeah, Sam glares at her and she's like, "I don't get it. All the demons you cut with the knife. What do you think happens to the host? How is this any different?" And Sam is like, "That does not make me feel better." Well, and I fucking hope so. Ruby tells him like, "Hey, I know that this is like rough or whatever, but like." We are in the final lap. Now is not the time to grow a persuader. Which apparently is a word for pussy. So like that. That's on like whatever. We already talked about how all demons are misogynistic. Yeah. Yeah. Sam tells her to shut up because he has to bleed and drink an innocent woman. And you know, Ruby's still like, well, you're gonna save the world. Like, I don't get it. And Sam starts saying, I'm starting to think maybe Dean was right. I feel like this is too fast. I feel like both Sam and Dean's turnarounds are too fast in this episode, but maybe I'm just, like, a hater. I don't know. I guess your point stands that before this, Sam really did think everything he was doing was, like, 100% correct, so this is the first time he's faced with something where he's, like, oh, I think this may be bad. So yeah, okay, I guess that could change your mind. I feel like if you've been doing this for, like, a year, you would just, you would find yourself, like, falling into Ruby reasoning of, like, well, it's to save the world. I feel like Sam has used, like, a utilitarian mindset like that in the past. For a long time, yeah. Whatever, they just needed this to happen because it's the finale. Ruby asks about what, and Sam says, about everything. And, like, we see Ruby open her mouth, but then it cuts back to, like, Sam's face and, like, Ruby's silent for a good long while. And then she finally says, we're gonna see this through, right, Sam? Sam? So, like, she was gonna say something else at first, I think, but I don't know what it was. Probably just something mean. So she just changed tactics. Back to Dean. He's using, like, furniture to try to bust a hole in the wall. But I love that. when he stops, the wall it just reappears smooth and perfect again love that and he's angry and then zachariah shows up and says as you mentioned quit hurling feces like a howler monkey would you it's unbecoming zachariah says that the reason dean can't go out is because it's too dangerous because there's demons around and dean's like that's a lie you're lying to me be on the lookout for false information in the chat right now and says that he wants to see sam zachariah says that that's ill-advised Ill advised. dean 
insists. He's like, what the fuck is up? He also calls Zachariah's face smug and fat. Like, ugh, whatever. Let's, whatever. Anyway, well, okay, Dean asks how he's gonna ice Lilith. And Zachariah finally drops this info. I don't know why it's happening now. I think like, he's just tired when of you want to wait until like, after Lilith off. dies proper? Like, I, I mean, mean like, Zachariah's a strategic guy. Like, what? Is this just, like, so he can gloat? I mean, probably. Okay. I mean, but also, so, like, Dean attempts to turn cats around, right? Uh-huh. And, I mean, quite literally, he turns him around. But yeah. uh, when Cass refuses, which is Zachariah assumes that, probably, of well, everyone. I mean, they did reboot Cass up in heaven already, so. And he did yeah. also do all of the things that he it was asked of him already. Like, Dean was going to fucking eat that burger. And just he was just like, whatevs. Let's yeah. just eat this fucking burger. And I, and I feel like. Uh, Zechariah did this to one gloat and two because he doesn't think there's a way for Dean yeah. can effectively fight back. Right, Zechariah goes, "You're not going to ice Lilith. Um, Lilith's going to break the final seal. Trains left the station, and Dean's like, "Wait, but like me and Sam can stop." And then he realizes, "Oh, you don't want it to stop, do you?" Yeah, and, and- the color starts. Yeah, to desaturate. Yeah. Pretty neat. It is neat because um, it's very, like, it's obvious that, because the, the saturation is heavy. Like, it's obvious mm-hmm. that it's a different color now. But it yeah. is a very slow transition. Yeah. Very slow. And I mean, we have, you know, something akin to this in. With Zachariah. Uh, in, yeah. It's a terrible, it's a terrible life. life. In that episode, it's very, you know, snappy, like, boop, and then it's a different color. And this mm-hmm. one, you know, as it's dawning on Doom, it's getting darker and darker and more desaturated than desaturated. And mm-hmm. just as you think that it is the most desaturated it will be, it desaturates yeah. some more, which is pretty fun. Yeah, I enjoyed it. The way Zachariah is seated is in front of a mirror, and it's very cool. It's like there, there's like... It's like, there's probably, like, a mirror on both sides of him, so it's, like, doing, like, infinite smaller Zachariah in mirrors. I mean, also because, you know, the mirror is, like, mirrors turn green, you know? Like, that's just how it is. And so, it is quite nice to be that, like, the reflection is, like, kind of greenish already. And Mm -hmm. as you said earlier, you thought this was the green room because the coloring was so green in the after scene. But, like, it is, I think it is, like, a nice concept to have, like, the farthest reflection be green and then slowly the entire now here becomes greener and greener also. Pretty nice. Yeah. Zachariah says, nope, we never did. The apocalypse is coming. The stuff about saving seals was a lie to his grunts on the ground in order to prevent a full-scale rebellion. And he goes, would we really let 65 seals get broken unless senior management wanted it that way? You guys are pretty understaffed. Like, yeah, probably. So Zachariah says that he's pro the apocalypse because all it is is a Lee versus Foreman on a larger scale. And once heaven wins, it'll be paradise on Earth. What's not to like about that? And Dean asks what happens to all the people during this pissing contest. 
Zachariah says, you can't make a tomlet without cracking a few Gregs. That's literally fucking Tom Wemsgans over there. Literally, like, <laughs> Dean is like, what about, what about my principles? <laughs> Shut the fuck <laughs> up, Dean. You don't have any principles. <laughs> You're not even against racism. <laughs> literally. Yeah, Zachariah's just like, this is no biggie. This isn't the first planetary... Anima? Enema? I never Enema. know how to pronounce that word. We've delivered. Which I guess is referring to Noah's Ark and the Flood there. Hell yeah. Dean is like, what about Sam? He won't go quietly. He'll stop Lilith. And Zacharias says that Sam has a part to play. A very important part. He may need a little nudging in the right direction, but I'll make sure he plays it. And Dean's like, huh? What are you gonna do to him? You know, Zachariah, it's just like, this is when he says Marsha, 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 which is apparently a reference to the Brady Bunch. He tells Dean that this is still your destiny, you're still important to this. You're just not gonna stop Lilith or the Apocalypse, you're gonna stop Lucifer. And he points to a painting on the wall, which is like, I don't know what it is meant to portray, but it's like... It's Michael. Okay, it's Michael... Killing with the sword and the scales killing lucifer why is it called why is the painting called saint michelle terrasante led dragon it's saint michael <laughs> in the transcript that's no that's pronounced michael okay or it's why Mikhail. is it saint yeah. michael terrasante led dragon then I think dragon is just dragon. I don't think dragon just, like, translates to, to Lucifer. Also, St. Michael isn't Michael the Archangel. No, but Michael the Archangel is always portrayed with the sword and the scales. Okay, uh, Michael the Archangel, also called St. Michael the Archangel. What? Archangel That's Michael so and St. Michael the Taxiarch is an archangel in Judaism, Christianity, Islam, and the Baha'i faith. Yeah. That's really confusing. I mean, we call um, the baby Jesus Santo Nino, uh, the saint boy, so. Okay, but yeah, he's killing a dragon, not Lucifer. I mean, it's a portrayal of Lucifer. Why is it called words, the dragon, then? Words meant different things back then. Did they? Okay. Probably. Probably. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe it did. Maybe it didn't. Who knows? There's apparently a dragon mentioned in Revelation, mm. which is not specifically Satan. It's just like an evil thing. Zachariah says, you're our own little Russell Crowe, complete with surly attitude. Shut the fuck up. Who cares? And then he says, and when it's over and when you've won, your rewards will be unimaginable, which I guess is a parallel to what it's Ruby says to Sam, Sam later. Yeah. And then, of course, he has to say, peace, happiness, two virgins, and 70 sluts, like, shut the fuck up and die forever, perhaps. Dean asks, tell me something, where's God in all this? And Zachariah goes, God? God has left the building. And Dean, like, is, like, just there, like, there's a dramatic yeah. shot of his face. Yeah. I feel like the line, God has left the building is not, like, a good one. Like, I, like, the point is that, like, Zachariah's just kind of, like, kind of like a sleazy businessman type, so, like, yeah. he would talk like Use, that and deliver yeah. that information like that. But, like, 
I don't like God has left the chat type talk for like this reveal. It's yeah. just not. Just give me Uriel back, please, please. Thank you. Thanks. I do want to point out. He says, "Trust me. One day we'll look back on this and laugh." It's also a parallel to what Ruby will say later. Like, uh, oh, true. I know you can't see it right now, but like, don't worry. In the future, you'll you'll realize that. And mm-hmm. I am interested in these kinds of wordings because. It's also what Sam says to Dean, right? I know you don't understand now, but perhaps someday you will. Kind of. It feels different, but yeah. It feels different, of course, but, you know, it's about, you know, I I like that line. I mean, there's a small scene where Lilith, uh, where there's a guard in the crypt. I don't know. Lilith shows up. And Lilith In her white dress. (laughs) Is color-coded, baby. She's in her white dress. And... She is still in the tax accountant, whatever that was. Dental hygienist. Uh, dental hygienist. That she was in last time we saw her in 418. Yeah, and they never explained that situation. They like, they literally left that woman on the floor of the motel alive and ready to get repossessed. Somebody takes the guard away. And then, you know, the implication here is... She's here, and she has demons with her. Pretty fun. She delivers a pretty, like, underwhelming line, though. The guard tells her to leave, and she's like, but But I'm I'm here here for for mass, mass. and so are you. Like, what does that mean? (laughs) Like, what what does being here for mass have to do with the guard getting killed? I mean, he, they were, he, she was offering blood, so I'm assuming the blood is from the guard. Okay, so like... He's here for mass to be the to be the blood, blood, of Jesus. The blood uh, yeah, yeah. Why not? Okay, fine. I still think it's a bad line. Okay, well, we're in the scene I care about Gaff completely <sighs> about and everything. We're back in the beautiful room, but it is desaturated to hell and back, so it looks uglier than it already did. Dean is trying to call Sam. It's not working. Cass shows up and says, "There's no bars." <laughs> and there literally isn't dean says what are you gonna do to sam Cass says nothing he's gonna do it to himself Uh, so they're not gonna change the voicemail i'm still so stuck on this sorry i think ruby changed the voicemail i fully think ruby changed the voicemail why is everyone saying zachariah did it who is saying these things I mean, who did you think changed the voicemail before you rewatched this episode? I did not think about it at all. Wait, like, the voicemail's, like, like the second biggest deal after cast in this episode. Yeah, or, but the casting like, is such a big deal to me. I had gaff about anything else. Wait, like, you... I knew you it happened. I just, ne- I just... Okay. We reference it constantly in the podcast, so obviously we both yeah. know it happens. But I did not care to think about it any deeper than... Yeah, the voicemail gets changed. And there's not like a bye blank. Yeah, in there's that no bye. Yeah, bisexual okay. life, it's nothing to me. Well, I mean, I don't, I think every, I've seen, every post I've seen about it says that Zachariah It's Zachariah? It. Yeah. I don't so know. So you had absolutely no prior on this? Huh, that's weird. Yeah, no prior, and upon watching, just went, it's Ruby immediately so Cass is like walking I don't know and uh Dean is like what's that supposed to mean and then Cass is embarrassed again he is now like standing in front of Dean they're face to face Dean goes oh yeah yeah 
Go tow the company line. Why are you here, Cass? So he didn't call Cass. Cass just showed up. Well, uh, Cass goes, Oh my god, this is crazy. This is a crazy line to me personally. <laughs> it kind of is. It kind of is. Through, we have been through much together, you and I. <sighs> and I just wanted to say, I'm sorry it ended like this. Bro. <laughs> First of all, I want to declare to everyone that this line and then, like, pretty much all the succeeding lines until the, uh, what's that? What's, what does Dean say there? Like, um, we're, we're done. We're done. <laughs> so, like, all the lines from here until Dean goes, we're done. Uh, I would recite before the line is said <laughs> while watching it. <laughs> I am always yeah. so shocked. When I have a scene memorized in Supernatural, and then I remember that when I was in, I don't know, ninth, eighth grade, I just had like all available Supernatural episodes downloaded on my uh, laptop, and I would just rewatch them constantly, the episodes I liked. So I had this, yeah. I think I have this memorized, and I have the. Uh, join the club. These are not just monsters, Dean. They're Leviathans. <laughs> and I'm trying to stay one step ahead of them to to keep them away oh, from you purgatory. in season 8. Yeah, I have that okay. memorized. So I think it's this and that. Now, uh, in recent times, I should have stopped you. You're my best friend, but I just let you go. Has been added to the list. Okay, let's dissect this line. We've been much together, yes. you and I. What the fuck no, have you have it. The thing is, we're no, seeing... No, Cass just shows up sometimes and then leaves. Like, what have you been through? Well, I mean, the thing is, like, maybe to Dean and to us, it's like, yeah, this is just a guy that shows up sometimes. But, like, to Cass, it means more than that. Yeah, in that Sam is, like, Ruby's only, like, emotional connection to a person. Dean is yeah. Cass's only emotional connection to a person. Like, yeah. Cass thinks they're, like, besties because he talked to him, like, twice because that's more than he has with anyone else. Literally, like, Cass threatens him literally to hell. And then, like, he's like, oh my god, are we, like... What a fun hangout with the bud. <laughs> literally, like, are we gonna crack open a cold one next time? <laughs> no, but also, like, Cass, because of what he was trying to do with the did get booted up to heaven, you know? And yeah. fucking ass-reamed, as Dean puts it. Yeah. I guess he... They've been through 418 together. Yeah. Um, They've been through 407 together. Cass has been through much because of He's them also been together. through hell with Dean. He but has Dean doesn't been. remember that. And Dean doesn't remember. Oh my god. Well, uh, I just wanted to say I'm sorry it ended like this. And I don't he know. He wants forgiveness so sad. bad. Like, he's like, I'm still gonna do this terrible thing, but I want yeah. Dean to tell me that it's okay. I want Dean to tell me that it's okay. Yeah. And I think a part of it is also like, again, as I've been saying, he has been looking for reasons why he wants to stay here. There must be more to say here. Yes. And this, I'm sorry, is like, he does not have to say this. Because, I mean, no matter what he says, it doesn't matter. But it's like, it's a way to be back here. And like, I don't know, perhaps he was thinking like, well, there must be more to be said. Mm. And he decided that uh, for there to not be any more to be said, then I shall proclaim that, one, the story has ended. And two, 
to say sorry for it. Yeah, it kind of reminds me of Sam saying like sorry to his younger self in like 421 where it's clearly yeah. like yeah, I fucked up, but like let's just have some closure here. Like, yeah, that happened. That era of my life is over. Sorry. And like younger Sam and Dean both refuse to take the apology and that's what like spurs the next actions that the the apologizer takes yeah dean's pissed at this he punches gas and it's the iconic like cast doesn't yeah. even fucking react to it just moves his head and it sounds like a steel uh cat like dean punch steel i had to read the transcript to understand that the punch landed like every time i've watched this scene I assume that Cash just turned his head really, really fast so that <laughs> Dean misses. That is so funny. Like, I did not know that Dean actually managed to punch him. Like, I was like, I wonder why Dean's hand hurts after that. Just, like, from, like, using the muscle too much and the, the quickness of the punch. It didn't well, really, land. He strained his hand muscle. Yeah. So fucking true. He says, it's Armageddon, Cass. You need a bigger word than sorry. Mm. Sorry. Is that bigger? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, um, Cass, like, he becomes a bit more, like, passionate. Yeah, a bit frustrated. Yeah, like, because he has been putting on the more stoic side of himself. Now it's like, no, I really want to convince you and I'm frustrated that you don't understand. He says, try yeah. to understand. This is long foretold. This is your... And Dean goes, destiny. He loves to finish a sentence. Yeah. Don't give me that. Holy crap. It's all a bunch of lies. You forced him in son of a bitch. To keep... <laughs> I, what's that? To, it's a way for your boss to keep me boss. and keep you in line. Workers yeah. of the world unite, <laughs> cries Dean Winchester. <laughs> I do find this kind of language very interesting because earlier Dean also says company line, right? And it's like whenever Cass is trying to get Dean to be loyal to heaven, like he uses like family language. Like, do you promise to like obey heaven as swiftly as you obeyed the word of your own father? I think he draws like God and John parallels in like earlier episodes as well. Like very often. So like Dean's being like... Like, no, like, that's a form of, like, power and obligation that I find valid, but, like, I'm gonna turn this relationship that you have with, like, people who are your bosses and, like, your brothers and sisters at the same time into, like, fully a company, corporate one, as, like, a form of power and hierarchy that doesn't have, like, validity to it. Dean, as I said, asks for the humanist perspective dean says people families that's real and you're gonna watch them all burn and it is the same sentiment he says in the park right four seven yeah yeah and cass again very much more passionate than we've ever seen him Mm -hmm. goes yeah what is so worth saving i see nothing but pain here I see inside you. I see your guilt, your anger, confusion. In paradise, all is forgiven. You'll be at peace. Even with Sam. He doesn't, like, believe this. Yeah, because he turns... He, like, shifts his eyes, like, down immediately. 
Yeah. He he like looks away kind of in shame, kind of in like I can't even look you in the eye while I say this. Oh and like Yeah. What like where did he he doesn't believe this. Where did he get this from? How did he come up with these ideas given that he doesn't actually believe them himself? I, I mean, I think a part of him believes it because he does say it to Jimmy. Mm. Like, oh, you'll be in heaven and you'll be at peace, whatever. And you asked me then, like, does Cass really believe that? I don't know. Oh, like, and 420. Li- yeah, life is short and then like, Eternal life in heaven is like whatever, whatever. Yeah. I don't think he fully believes it as much as he does here. More of like, it's something that he just has believed on a surface level for a Mm. long time. And now that he is confronted in this situation where he is forced to question it, it's kind Mm. of falling apart now. So like, yeah, he did believe it, but not that much. I didn't. You know, he didn't commit to it that much. But now that he is being forced to commit to believing it, it's like, well, do I really? Yeah. Oh my god. Uh, so Cass is looking away. Dean follows his eye. Yes. To make eye contact. And yeah. Cass, you know, does so. <sighs> what a move, honestly. Mm. Have I told you about the time that a therapist did this to me? And I was so mad. <laughs> Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I was like, that's a Destiel move. What the fuck are you doing? <laughs> real. This is like one of those things that if somebody does it to you in real life, it's so fucking... Like, shut the fuck. I'm looking away for a reason. But here it's like, well, um... <laughs> well, anyway, Dean says, you can take your piece and shove it up your lily white ass. And then Cass is like, ugh. And then he starts, like, turning away, turning around. Dean goes, I'll take the pain and guilt. I'll even take Sam as is. But it's better than being some Stepford bitch in paradise. This is simple, Cass. No more crap about being a good soldier. There's a right and there's a wrong here and you know it. And then Cass, who is turned away, Dean grabs his shoulder and forces him to look at him. And he goes, look at me. It's such a move because, like, earlier we see, like... How Cass can take a punch like nothing. Yeah, like nothing. I feel like there's plenty of posts that are about like, the, it's so obvious that Cass gets turned around because he lets himself get turned around. Yeah. Look at me. You know it. Oh, God. The scene. I love it so much. But yeah, he goes, you were going to help me once, weren't you? You were going to warn me about all this before they drag you back into heaven. Back to Bible camp is what he says. And he goes, help me now please cast his eyes are flitting and he's like okay what would you have me do yeah like he grits it out and it's yeah. so good it's not like yet it's a, not like an agreement but it yeah, is like, a, like i'll hear you out it's like okay but what will you make me do like what are the specifics of this and dean says uh-huh. uh get me to sam you, we can stop this before it's too late. And Cass, still looking away. He's still looking away. He goes, I do that. We will all be hunted. We'll all be killed. And Dean just goes, he is like much more calmer now. Mm. He goes, if there's anything we're dying for, this is it. <sighs> and Cass finally looks at him. Like properly. But 
He shakes his head no. And it's not even explicitly like a shake his head no. It's just kind of like a, oh, Dean. Like that kind of shake his head. But, you know, Dean gets that this is like a, you're not fully on board. And he takes his ass. Mm. Well, then you're not gonna do it. And so he just stops, starts turning around, starts moving away. And I do like that, like, a lot of the this scene is, like, very blockings, you know, very blockings. Yes. I mean, well, we always are like, oh my god, Cassie's in it. It's all about the blockings. It really is in this scene, though, because, like, is. you know, the whole uh, look at me, you know it, the meeting the eye, all shit. And it is very, I don't know, something about the whole, you have to be looking at me while I say this. And the yeah. moment Dean was like, it's over, can't convince you anymore. Mm. And he just completely like fucking turns around, like wouldn't even bother to look at Cass anymore. And like, as I said, like the appeal here is very like ab- emotional. It's very like per- as a person talking to another person, hear me out. Cass is an angel. We have seen him like recognize Anna, for example. Without looking and stuff like that, so there is a sense of like Cass doesn't have to be doing the whole looking you in the eye to actually see you, but because Dean is trying to level him down here with the humans who will all die if you don't do anything, he is also trying to meet him eye to eye, literally as a human being. So Dean turns around, he goes, "You soulless, spineless, soulless son of a bitch." Why do you care about dying? You're already dead anyway. We're done. We're done. <laughs> and Cass, at this moment, the moment Dean starts going, you spineless, stupid. He goes statue mode. Just mm. fully, like, chin up. Because this entire time, like, this entire episode, mm. pretty much, he has been on his chin down, embarrassed, ashamed format. And this is, like, one of the times where he does put his chin up. And he is trying to do statue mode. But, yeah. you know, Dean says, we're done. And he goes, it's still in statue mode. Mm. He just goes, Dean. And then Dean just goes, we're, we're done. done. <laughs> <sighs> yeah. It's horrible. I yeah. mean, it's horrible. It's not horrible. It's great. I, I like that Dean says, like, there's a right and a wrong here. And you yeah. know it. Because it's, it me. is true. Like, yeah. it's very important to me that it isn't just, like, Cass did this because he likes Dean. Like, Cass fully believes in, like, Dean's values and in stopping the apocalypse. It's just that he doesn't really have the push that he needs to act on it. What is important to me is that he said, we will all be hunted, we will all be killed. What he commits himself to is, okay, I'll be killed. But Sam and Dean, I will stay here and be killed. If it means you get to do what you want to do, which is to stop Sam. Yeah. Because, I mean, he ends it there. Like, I'll hold them off. i hold them all off. That's a suicide mission. He was willing right. to die. He was like, this is a stupid plan. Because if you go out there, you're going to die. This is what he's saying, right? And so his action plan was then, well, Dean is not going to die. Even if it means yeah. I am. Like, Cass not fighting back before this. Well, first of all, he was going to in 420. But now that we are here in 422 and the situation is what it is, mm. I understand why he feels like it's impossible to do now. Because like, yeah. 
every every step of the way is like there's a roadblock here. Well, we're going to go out and then we're going to die and it's going to happen anyway. What's the point? Here, Dean is saying it's worth dying for. That's what Cass hears, really. Like, I think it's very important to point out here that Cass did not think that there's going to be a season five for him. Ugh. Like, Cass did not think of this as, like, there's going to be a continuation to this story for him. I mean, I did joke around. I mean, not joke around. I said it sincerely in the past. That, like, what really moves Cass to, like, actually start doing it is Dean being like, I'm never going to talk to you again. Yeah, and, and like, there is a perspective. Really I think there is a perspective, though, where this will all go down. And I will always carry this. Like, not necessarily Dean not talking to me like that thing. But, like, the reason why that is is because there was a right and wrong here and I didn't do it. Wait, what does that have to do with word John, though? I think it's the same logic that I applied to the why Sam and Dean, in Dean's perspective, need to reconcile right now before it goes down. Because okay. it's like, okay, like, let's assume Cass lives forever. Wish he does. Mm. Thank God. <laughs> oh, yeah. And Dean gets to stop the apocalypse. Cass will always remember it as, and I didn't help him do that. Dean uh, doesn't stop the apocalypse. And then it's like, I was part of that. I didn't help him stop the apocalypse. Yeah. I don't know. I still don't see how that's at all related to we're done. I don't know. I Maybe I'm retracting what I said in the past. Okay. I don't know. I, I do think about how when Cass comes back is when Dean has given up. Like, mm. he was like, oh, whatever. I'm never going to be able to contact Sam. I'm just going to be in this yeah. green room until the apocalypse starts. I'm just going to eat this yeah. fucking burger. And that's when Cass mm. is like, let's go. <laughs> and uh -huh. I do think part of it is like, well, don't give up. <laughs> <You know? laughs> I do not want to oversell Dean's part in Cass's decision, but I do not mm. want to undersell it also. Yeah. Like the fact that it's Dean asking and that they have been much together, he and Cass, it means something that he's the one saying all this. And the, the words he had chosen to use, which is, yeah, we're going to die whatever man this is worth dying for like that is something and he finally found so i think that the word done i think that the the purpose of that is just that like like this isn't something that you can negotiate further that you can convince yourself yeah. into thinking that this is correct like this yeah. is my ultimatum right now and he finally yeah. found someone for whom ultimatum language works. For so it's real. not about like he's not going to talk to Dean anymore. It's just like a this is a clear right and wrong thing, and yeah. you just have to make your decision now. Yeah, like like what I was saying earlier. Like no matter what decision he makes now, and no matter how it pans out because of that decision, like he is mm. always going to carry that. In this moment where there was a right and wrong, I did not commit to the bit. Yeah, I also. In that line, you spineless, soulless son of a bitch. What do you care about dying? You're already dead. We're done. I feel like we have focused so much on the word done when I think we should be uh -huh. focusing on the what do you care about dying? You're already dead. Which yeah. I think is like the more meaningful to Cass line. Like, okay. I mean, Cass specifically has been rebooted to hell and back. You know, like mm -hmm. he's, he's missing huge chunks of his memory. I mean, he has lost much of his garrison who he has spent like many, many, many thousands of years with. Like these are that's his true because all family. of them either got 
killed by Uriel. Yeah. Or they defected to Uriel's side. Yeah. Person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he has lost his, quote, family. The family that he now has are horrible to him. He doesn't mm. have much of his memories. God is nowhere to be seen. I think it does hit for Cass. Like, this is something worth dying for. Mm. And also, like, nothing's going on with my life. Might as well. <laughs> he's yeah. bored, guys. Yeah. He's bored on a Friday evening. Yeah. God, he's pathetic. There, there must be something in Cass, just like Jimmy, who is unsatisfied with, mm. you know, his life. And yeah. You know, this is a way to make a difference. God, imagine being an angel and being like, oh, I can't change anything. Just like Aziraphale for real. Except he did think yeah. he can. Oh, Aziraphale. I'm not consulted in policy decisions, Crowley. <laughs> I think we had an ask once where it was like, what is the similarities between, you know, supernatural and good omens do you see influences in specifically good omens to supernatural direction and i said i don't think it's this they're trying to say the same message i think this is the one where it's like not the influence necessarily but i can see like why someone who likes supernatural may like good omens you know this one specifically like this conversation specifically so cast disappears after the war done now we're back to sam on the road, two miles away from St. Mary's Convent. I can't believe they kept this fucking sign. Yeah. And, you know, Cindy's screaming in the trunk, and Ruby tells Sam that it is time for him to drink her. And Sam says that he needs a minute, and then yells it when Ruby insists. And he plays the voicemail on his phone, and it is not the one that Dean sent. Instead, it says, Listen to me, you blood-sucking freak. Dad always said I'd either have to save you or kill you. Well, I'm giving you fair warning. I'm done trying to save you. You're a monster, Sam. A vampire. You're not you anymore. And there's no going back. And, like, as this is playing, Sam has- He, like, closes his eyes, like, almost, like, immediately once the tone is felt. And he's just, like, breathing deeply and having a bad time. Yeah. And we cut to Ruby having a, a fun little smirk behind his back, and then Sam is, like, almost teary, but, like, he closes the phone, and then he tells Ruby, do it. We don't see Sam drink Cindy, but that is the implication. You know, Zachariah has mind-reading powers, and Ruby doesn't? I think the save you or kill you is something Sam could have told Ruby, though, so... Interested in how that came up in their conversations. Yeah. Probably like in the same conversation as the Stanford <laughs> fight reveal where it's just like, Dean sucks. Yeah. Or, you know, dad sucks. Yeah, dad sucks and Dean has not displayed any particular aversion to the way John sucks. Uh, we are back in the beautiful room. And as I've been saying, that Dean is just walking. And then he's just like, what evs? And then takes a burger. And he is about to eat it when he gets yes. grabbed by Cass. There's also some yes, theories here maybe. that like perhaps the food is like, oh, like something there. Yeah. Yeah. Which is because they do make a point of being like, and Dean doesn't eat or drink anything. Yeah, and denies every offer in the room. Yeah, it's more symbolic than anything, but yeah. I mean, there could be something in it. I mean, there could be, but again, it's more of like a 
Yeah. I, like, I agree with you. Like, yeah. Just whatever. Comforting yourself. Com- no, comforting yourself of- and also, like, giving into the illusion of it, of the comfort. So, yeah. Cash shows up, grabs Dean, and mm-hmm. puts a mouth. No, puts not puts a mouth over his mouth. Puts a <laughs> hand over his mouth. You wish, but um, uh, corners him up against the wall, and then yes. takes out a knife. Yes, and and the, the whole time, the, oh, I love the sex. Looking yeah. at Cass, I looking at Dean, just looking at him, and Dean is just looking back, and then slowly he. Not his head. Crazy. What the? God. I just. To the amount of it? trust you have yeah. to have. Like, yeah, this is like shoved against the wall, head over his mouth, takes out a knife, and like Dean can still see the look in Cass's face for what it is, which is like, if I take my hand off, will you be quiet? He can understand that, and he like trusts Cass enough. To, like, think that, like, this is for my benefit. Like, I yeah. really will not scream if he takes the hand off. God, it's crazy. <sighs> Cass removes the mouth thing. He takes the knife, cuts his forearm, and then yeah. he starts really bleeding out, apparently. Yeah, and he's that's taking, a lot. It's, he's taking the blood. He makes Dean move to the side. And the wall he, he, Dean was just pressed up against gets... um. Drawn with blood of the um, angel sigil that we will see constantly forevermore. Zechariah shows up and Cass is not yet done. And uh, Zechariah is like, well, Castillo, uh, what are you doing? And then Cass finishes his sigil, puts his palm up against it. And then there is this white light and Zechariah hands up, <laughs> vanishes. I love the pose, honestly. Oh, yeah. It's so funny. I don't think mm-hmm. other angels post like this when they get fucking like, <laughs> sigiled in later episodes, but what else? Yeah. And Cass goes, oh, he, like, you know, he won't be gone long. We have to find Sam now. He says, we need to stop him from killing Lilith. And Dean goes, but Lilith's gonna break the final seal. And Cassia goes, Lilith, Lilith is, is the final, the final seal. <laughs> She dies, the end begins. It is so dramatic, and I love to quote it because it's so fun to say. Yeah. Also, this moment, when Cass starts speaking, when he goes, he won't be gone long. We have to find Sam now. So many thoughts are running in my head. Number one, this is Cass now. Like, this is our Cass from here on out. Mm. This is how he is, pretty much. Mm. Oh my god, I've missed him. Isn't that so crazy? Like, we've been watching Cass this entire season. And this is, like, the first time, really, where I go, oh, like, he's here. I don't know. It's something to me that this is him. And also, this is, like, team free will now, you know? Mm, I mean, Sam's not really in it. (laughs) This is true. But, like, to me, team free will is just Cass having free will. Okay, it's just Cass having free will real. <laughs> but, you know, to me, it's like Cass is here with Dean and they're going out to save Sam. Like, this is like team free will shenanigans, right? Number two, like, on, I mean, a part of the reason why I think that is because the way he speaks here, like with the urgency that he does, he is mm. fully out of statue mode, you know? 
that is our cast. It's all blazing eye contact and all yeah. that shit. When he starts acting like this again, every single time, uh, Dean is like, um, what the fuck is going on? In season six, it happens. Season eight, it mm. happens. Oh, Cass. You were saying earlier how Cass only shows up once Dean's about to eat the burger. Yeah. And like, I feel like he was waiting and watching, I feel like. And I feel like the whole time he was like, well, I think, okay, he went off to have a little thinky think. And yeah. also he was like, and I think during the thinky think, he was like, okay, yeah, like I 100% think this is wrong and I want to stop the apocalypse. But, like, I'm scared. Like, maybe Dean will just, like, figure out how to get out by himself. And then he was like, oh, he's not gonna fucking do it. He's eating a fucking yeah, burger. Yeah, he's like, about no. to eat a fucking burger. All right, I'm coming in. Yeah. Yeah, yeah you're okay. right. Cass. Well, yeah. But well, this is where we are now. It's true. I, I mean, yeah, it's Team Free Will. Um, it's Cass now. Maybe I dreamed about him for 29 years before I saw him. Which is untrue. We're at Chuck's house and he's on the phone with an escort service. I don't know, he's just saying shit like, really? At the same time? Wow, that sounds moist. What the fuck <laughs> could that be about? <laughs> what is he talking? I have no idea. <laughs> I have no idea why that is the word chosen, but go Chuck. He's a writer. Yeah, apparently hiring one sex worker for one hour costs $1,000. Hey, isn't this guy bisexual? Like, this is like a, a women-only escort service. I demand representation Literally. where he calls a multi-gender escort service. Literally. <laughs> like, there's more representation in that one time where Gabriel got massaged by a guy. Like, <laughs> while playing poker or whatever that they mentioned in the LGBT character list. Oh my god, Yeah. <laughs> That's great. That's okay. wonderful. Chuck says that he wants 20 girls for the whole night. Um, cause sometimes you gotta live like there's no tomorrow. And I mean, I think this is just annoying to me because it continues the pattern of like Zachariah offering Dean two characters from Gilligan's Island. Like, Ruby and Lilith are in this episode, but like, they're like demons. I don't know, like, it's like, I don't, it's like, like, women don't exist in the apocalypse except as, like, bombs to soothe the souls of the, the men who are suffering is just, like, the vibe of these things being yeah. the same episode. It's yeah. annoying. Cass and Dean show up. Chuck is like, wait, this isn't supposed to happen. We have a quick cut to Lilith in St. Mary's convent. Like, she's setting up some kind of a ritual. Um, and then she tells one of her demon people, don't be afraid, we're going to save the world. So, okay, they don't get into the specifics, but the idea is that she's trying to set up some kind of ritual to protect herself against Sam so that she can't be killed, so then the world will be will saved. Will not end, yeah. As a result. It is confusing okay. to me, like, why are you here? Why are you- Yeah. This like, is at the, the place where Lucifer's, like, gate opens? Yeah. Like, do your ritual elsewhere. Like, don't yeah. be in the place where I get murdered, Swat. And, I mean, the way like, it is- not get murdered. The way it seems is her blood pours out and then opens the portal, right? 
Yeah. So be somewhere like, else, girl. Be somewhere else. And if you're going to die, at least make them work for it. Make them put the fucking blood there themselves. You know? Like, <laughs> dude, come on. So after this happens, it's like a bunch of her people are in the halls, but then there's a sound, and then she looks out and all of them They're have all fallen dead. to the ground it is a like good, dead or some good shit. Shot. I it's love great. it. It's great. Yeah. And yeah, Sam and Ruby, they're walk, walk, fashion babying down this corridor full of demon corpses that Sam just fells with his mind. Good for him. Yeah. And like, with absolutely no effort whatsoever. Yes. He doesn't even look Yeah, No straining, no nosebleeds, no headaches. Like, he doesn't even lift a finger, I think. Yeah. But we don't really see the moment, so who knows? But I don't think he does, like, for real. Yeah. It looks very effortless. Yeah, we go back to Dean and Cass and Chuck. And also, like, I just want to point out that when they show up, it is a pretty funny shot, because they're just standing there, like, completely straight-faced. Like, mommy, I threw up situation. Yeah. But uh, they've asked where Sam is, and it's like, yeah, St. Mary's, a convent. And Chuck goes... But you guys aren't supposed to be there. You're not in this story. And Cass goes, yeah, well, we're making it up as we go. And Dean mm. just looks at him like, it is, it is so fascinating. Oh, we haven't talked about like Dean's face this entire time. Who cares? But yeah. When, oh, I do a little bit, but because it is in shock. Like he wanted Cass to help him. Yes. I just don't think he thinks... Cass would help him to this degree. Perhaps Cass's assertiveness is surprising. Because, like, I feel like a lot of the help me is, like, I want to do something. You will, like, I will instruct you on how to do it kind of situation. That's his expectation. He just didn't expect Cass to be, like, okay, here's what we're going to do. Here's what we're going to do. Cass made the plan and all that. Yeah. Yeah. And, I mean, to be fair, Cass has the information and also the power to get things done. But... Yeah. Cass is the head of his garrison. Yeah, he has leadership skills, man. I mean, it's not like they removed Anna and like Cass. Cass didn't replace her for no reason. I think maybe, maybe there is a reason. Well, and even if he did replace her for no reason, he had twenty years to build up that portfolio. Literally. What well, What were they doing in those twenty years? Chilling. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> he he was good at you know leadership skills in chilling, hanging out. <laughs> he took a degree in hanging out with me. <laughs> that one yeah. post says, "What is that post?" It goes, "You guys can't be having majors in stuff like forensic entomology. You have to major in hanging out with me and having fun with That's me." That's so what I can That's literally what Cass did in the twenty years, and he was thrown into a fucking. Hell mission trip, and now there he's back, and he is better than ever. Hell yeah. Yeah, Dean is, like, surprised by this. And also, I think the making it up as we go, because Cass has treated the rebelling with so much apprehension the whole time. Like, even in the, you know, 420, which is the closest thing to revealing this information to Dean that he got, he was, like, so scared, you know, meet me here, we can't talk here. All that crap. In 418, right? He had to do the roundabout mm-hmm. way of telling how to get rid of Lilith. And here it's just cast just straight up going, uh, we're making it up as we go. Here's what we're going to do. Here's mm-hmm. what we're going to do. Blah, blah, blah. And it's it must be surprising. 
And I mean, it looks like it. Chuck's computer, which uh, says, what's it? Lucifer Rising? Chuck surely starts, uh, you know, flickering. And then, place uh, is rumbling, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Chuck just goes on again. <laughs> and yeah, Cass says, it's the Archangel. I'll which one? <laughs> Tell me I'm... which one? <laughs> Like, Who the knows? Archangel makes it seem like there's only one of them. There's, like, three of those guys available. He says, I'll hold him off. I'll hold him all off. Just stop Sam. And then Cass grabs Dean's head. He is now in the convent. Cass's voice when he shouts sounds so hoarse, and it's cute. Cass just stands there and looks as the fucking bright light comes closer and closer to them and chuck is standing beside him and chuck looks up at him because he is shorter and puts his hand on cass's like shoulder slash the crook of his neck cass just looks at this and looks at chuck and chuck's like uh uh <laughs> and then drops his hand but oh my god mm. i mean this scene does mean something to me we have gone back and forth all the way with Chuck and his situation right now. Who is he right now? Who does he understand himself to be right now? Mm-hmm. But, you know, as you said once, like, he will throw away the entire script and God will put his hand on his shoulder. Yeah. By the end of this season. Uh, we go back to the convent. We're going to be here the rest of the episode. Uh, Lilith is cornered onto the fucking altar in a really weird pose. She's, like, raising her hands up. I do not like this pose. But right, what? Like, it seems too much like a like a bondage sex thing. Yeah. Or... Yeah. yeah. I feel like it's too, like, too much of a... She's still... We're still trying to make her look good type of situation. Yeah. I feel... Yeah. What do you... Th- if it was, like, a male demon, what do you think the pose would be? That is an interesting question. Probably, like, standing... Honestly, but just backed up against the altar. Like, maybe, like, (laughs) arms, like, by the side, but, like, out a little bit. Sam is starting to, I think, like, exercise her or whatever, do something. But Dean, like, comes around the corner and he's, like, running whatever. And Ruby sees this. She turns around and she gives this, like, smirk, this look. And yes. she closes the door with her she magic is the powers. the moment. It's such a good shot. As you said, Sam's heartbeat, it's here. It's now. Yeah. And he goes, I have been waiting for this for a very long time. Oh, I was wrong. He still wasn't electrocuting slash killing her at this point. But... No, yeah. Yeah. Lilith goes, give me your best shot. And Sam does so. Just fucking white lights her. And then he hears Dean go, Sam, from behind the door. And he falters. He, like, stops the killing, whatever. And he hears Sam, Sam, Sam. And then we pan over and we see that Ruby is, like, on the side screaming. And then, like, the sounds are faint. Like, because... I suppose, like, the power rush or whatever, the heartbeat, Sam's not hearing Mm -hmm. all these clearly. But as we go to Ruby, 
we hear we f- realize that she's also been screaming and it becomes louder yeah. and louder slowly and Dean's also there and as I said there was this yeah. like weird like not weird I suppose it's like if we go to Ruby and she's in focus and then we go to Sam and then we go back to Ruby but she's not in focus anymore the door is now it's in focus the door. stuff yeah. like that I mean there's no you can't show Dean yeah, yeah, I really, I like the way that He's when adored. Sam falters and he turns around, he looks very, he looks very devastated, I think, at the sound almost. And like, this is a Sam that thinks that the voicemail is real. Yeah. So like, what does he think about Dean showing up Dean is here to now? kill him? Is it like, he's like, I don't is it like, he hasn't given up on me and this is like, like a nice good development i don't know or is it like he's coming to fucking kill me well because i try to think benevolently of the situation and like Mm. i know that dean is here to whatever whatever and has wanted to be here even before he knew that i think my brain just automatically was like sam is seeing this as like a benevolent thing and dean is here yeah for me whatever that means but in the positive way. Yeah, I think I think the way that he reacts when Dean finally gets through does seem like a he thinks that Dean is here for him in a positive way. Ha- like hasn't given up on him. Yeah, Lilith says you turn yourself into a freak, a monster, and now you're just you're not gonna bite. I'm sorry, but this is honestly adorable. Why is she saying this? Yeah, why is she egging him on? Like just I thought she me, really Sam. did not I wish to die. Be- like, I can't believe you're not going to kill me, Sam. How pathetic of you. You should kill me. What yeah. is happening? <laughs> I don't... I just don't get it. I, don't, I think it's just the thing where it's like... I don't... They don't want to make her, like, sympathetic. So they're just like, she's so arrogant that she would rather die taunting him than try to save her life. Whatever, whatever. Like, okay, maybe that's true. But also, like, this is stupid. She should be running. Or trying yeah. to. Yeah. Sam does so. In the process, his eyes, like, turn black. Yeah! And then Lilith is dead. And the the sounds calm down. As Lilith dies, she, like, falls to the ground. And then there's blood that starts coming out of her. It is forming, like, a spiral. Like, it is not flowing a regular style. Spiral with some spikes on the side, yeah. Yes, looks cool. And Sam goes... What the hell? And Ruby again. Like, steps. <laughs> Ruby steps closer to him and towards like the bloodline and goes, "I can't believe it." And Sam's confused. Like post the Lilith like killing and all of that. Like I don't know. Like he's kind of sweaty. He's kind of flushed. He looks quite young because of the way his hair is disheveled. It's very emotional. Like. He's sympathetic again, you guys. Kind of look. Yeah, so he asks what's going on, and Ruby goes, You did it. I mean, it was a little touch and go there for a while, but you did it. You opened the door, and now he's free at last. He's free at last. And she's having a great time. Sam is having a terrible time. Yeah. He's like, what? I no, but like I, I stopped Lilith and I killed her. And Ruby says, and it is written that the first demon shall be the last seal, which I guess is is the the little bit of like this being Ruby's religion that they've 
put into this episode. Hell yeah. And she goes, and you bust her open. Now guess who's coming to dinner? Not a very good line, I think. I don't know. Keep your fucking, like, images consistent with each other or whatever. And Sam goes, oh my god. And Ruby goes, guess again. She thinks she's so funny. And you know what? She is. It is so fun, though. What the hell? Guess again. Oh my god. Guess again. Like, good for them. Running up that hill, Cass and Ruby in season four AMV, you will always be famous, starts doing her little villain monologue that she isn't aware is a villain monologue. And I think it's very fun. She goes, you don't even know how hard this was. All the demons out from my head. No one knew. I was the best of those sons of bitches. The most loyal. Not even Alistair knew. Only Lilith. Yeah, I'm sure you're a little angry right now, but I mean, come on, Sam. Even you have to admit, I'm, I'm awesome. Oh, I love arrogant women. I heart arrogant women. Let's go, baby. You're right that the awesome is like probably not the best way to end the line. I, yeah, some of the writing for Ruby's dialogue, kind of odd. But I mean, I do like the sentiment a lot. That, like, this whole time she's been holding back, like, she's been, the whole time she's been like, oh my god, and then I got Sam to do this, and then I got yeah. him to do this, and she's like, I'm so smart, but I can't even tell anyone. Like, finally she has the shot to, like, be like, and I was so cool, are you proud of me? I do appreciate um the that Ruby here is so obviously yeah. like, oh my god, can you believe it worked? Oh my god, isn't yeah. that so cool? Because, like, I mean, beginning of Ruby was, like, very much this very, very cool girl with a yeah. blade Swab. that kills demon comes and just slices and dices and then heads out. I'm the girl who just saved your ass. And, you mm-hmm. know, like, immediately, like, she is so cool. And yeah, that is how she is, like, the rest of the time she's here. And then mm. here... You kind of see behind the curtain of like, yeah, like, she's cool because she wants to be, you know, and it's uh-huh. like inside she's like, oh my god, wasn't this just amazing what I just did? And like, I, yeah, I think that's I think that's wonderful. Yeah, and then I made Dean call him a vampire in the voicemail, and then I did that. Like, yeah, oh, happy for her, but uh, this happiness will be short lived. Is not shared by Sam. Who goes, you bitch, you lying bitch. I wish he'd use something else. I don't know, like, can't you just find another word or just another way to express it? Like Exactly. It, it like, doesn't have to be gendered, she can just be a total asshole. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, like, it does now feel like, you know, like, I can't help but feel like now it looks like like a lover Sam spot. wasn't Sam wasn't being misogynistic to Ruby because mm. of the affection or what she can do or whatever. And now mm. that like that's off the table, then this is on the table. And yeah. I do not like that idea. Yeah. Agreed. Like only certain types of women with certain uses to me are immune mm-hmm. from misogyny. Well yeah. I do not I do not like that. 
Like, it's like, finally, I can use Dean's terms for Ruby again. Ruby has done some pretty terrible things to Sam, but like, let's be, let's be a little better in your response. <laughs> I mean, ugh. It's not like a big deal, but like, I think the supernatural writers. I don't know. I think there are implications that they may have thought through and thought, like, okay, that's fine, perhaps even intended. He tries to fucking kill her with his powers, but it doesn't work. He gets a big ol' headache, and he falls to the ground, clutching his head. There's demon blood all over the floor right now. You can laugh that up to repower Sam. Maybe it'll prevent the spiral from forming. <laughs> For real. And, I mean, does it matter what kind of demon blood you're drinking i don't think so i mean azazel only did a few drops and sam was super powered but maybe that's because you were a little baby so i don't know yeah yeah like the percentage of your body mass that was yeah yeah versus sam now he's ginormous so. and ginormous so yeah he needs a lot more yeah but yeah, Ruby goes, don't hurt yourself, Sammy. It's useless. You shot your payload on the boss. I wish that it was, like, because you drank, like, mostly my blood, like, it doesn't work against me. Like, yeah. I feel like that's what I thought it was when I, like, knew that he tried to kill her, but it didn't work. But yeah, no, he just used up all his powers. Sad. Sam goes, the blood, you poisoned me. And Ruby, okay, she says the speech that we've been, like, debating over, like, what the fuck does this mean regarding Sam, his powers, and what the demon blood does. So, what she says is, no, it wasn't the blood. It was you and your choices. I just gave you the options, and you chose the right path every time. You didn't need the feather to fly, you had it in you the whole time, Dumbo. So, like, the blood you poisoned me, no, it wasn't the blood, it was your choices. Like, that doesn't... This is like I don't know if that's like about powers. I have no idea what this means now. It's very confusing to me because I like I think it's well established that demon blood actually does do something. It's not just psychological. Like Sam has yeah. to juice up on those demons to kill them in my bloody Valentine and yeah. to like pos like have Lucifer possess him. So like it is not like about the demon blood not doing anything. Like what is it? Just that like. What's more important is that you made the choices, or it's like, I didn't poison you, you chose that. Like, what is she talking about? I mean, I don't know, maybe it was like, it's not the blood, it was you, it was about the, you poisoned me? Yeah. The blood does do something, but like, I didn't yes. poison you, you drank it yourself. Okay, yeah, I can see that. But I mean, you didn't not need the feather to fly. You had yeah, you the whole mean? time, Dumbo. Like, you didn't need me to tell you. Maybe. You were gonna do maybe it anyway. Maybe she's the feather. Sure. Quite confusing. But, okay, that's an interpretation that works, I suppose, with the sentences given. Yeah, I mean, she's definitely misrepresenting this. But I do think For that she thinks Uno. that this is true. Like, I don't know. Like, you know... Each time you present your personal Jesus with two paths and you misrepresent the paths and lie to him, but like he still chooses the right one and you're like, he's continuing to pass my personal Jesus tests. Good for him. Um, and she goes, I know it's hard to see it now, 
Um, but this is a miracle. And, oh, also she's, like, he's on the ground and she's been, like, kneeling in front of him talking. And I think, like, touching his face or stroking his hair or, like, getting close to doing that. She says, so long coming. Everything Azazel did and Lilith did just to get you. What did Lilith do to get him here? I thought she didn't want to die. Oh, uh, well, um. okay, she was told later. And earlier she sent Dean to hell and stuff in order to get it to happen. I guess that's what Ruby's talking about. Just to get you here. And you were the only one who could do it. And Sam, tearing up, so upset, goes, why? Why me? And Ruby goes, because it had to be you, Sammy. It always had to be you. You saved us. You set him free. And he's gonna be grateful. He's gonna repay you in ways that you can't even imagine. We've already discussed the, like, how much does she know thing. I still don't know how much does she know. <laughs> it always had to be you. Like, that is because of, like, Sam's, like, vessel compatibility. But, like, does she know that? I guess we'll never know because, you know, she's gonna be dead immediately after this. But, yeah, it does make me sad that she thought that this was a good thing. Like, every time she did an I'm a sicko smirk, like, from her perspective, it was, like, a cute little, like, my plan to create good in the world is working out. Dean finally manages to break in through the door. Ruby stands up and goes, you're too late. And Dean says, I don't care. And then as Dean rushes forward with the knife, Sam, who's behind Ruby stands up and then holds her in place as Dean stabs her once, twists the knife. His face is very gritted and, like, whatever, whatever. And then she falls to the ground and she is dead. Ugh. It is so annoying because all of the reaction shots are Dean. All of it. Yeah, like, this is, like, Sam's, like, Moment. friend or yeah. whatever, like... He was the one who this got betrayed to him. Like literally, you were just talking about how he got betrayed. You know, like yeah. why is his face not here? I don't know. Part of it is like, well, it's difficult to get him in there because it's an awkward shot. They can't have them together in the same shot because Sam is too tall. <laughs> it is awkward to like have Ruby's face and then cut to a little bit above to Sam's face. But I mean, yeah. they can pan to Dean and then to Sam's face and then back to Dean and yeah. then to Ruby. I don't know. They can work it out. I believe in them. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it's annoying. It's annoying. I'm annoyed. Like, I guess we're just supposed to be like, we know how Sam feels already because like, Obviously, he had a sad face earlier, and now this is just the action proving that he's finally done with that demon bitch. But, like, uh, yeah. uh Whatever. Also, it should have been Sam. Sam should have done it. Like, I know it would not work with the blocking or with the anything, but, yeah. ugh. Should not have been Dean. Ruby dies. Sam says to Dean, very sadly... I'm sorry. And then the portal that Lilith's blood is forming has finally completed and there's a really bright white light like that shoots up from the middle of it and everything is shaking and Dean says, Sammy, let's go. 
uh, they're like, like holding each like, other both hold, like yeah, by the each other by like the shirt by the shirt and they're both like trying yeah. to go the opposite direction which is so yeah. funny to me sam says dean he's coming and then the like white comes in and covers like the screen and we get the first bit of the credits like in black text on the white but then it goes back to regular supernatural mode so yeah nice. that was the episode well, what do we think of it? I think just because I knew everything that was going to happen, and I'd seen bits and bobs of it there, like in like gift sets and AMVs, like seeing it all put together in order and acted out with like voices did not actually add anything to yeah. me. <laughs> like yeah. so, it was mostly just quite underwhelming, and I was quite bored <laughs> through a lot of it. <laughs> I was I liked it. I think this is a very good season finale for season four. Yeah, that's probably true. It is. It is true. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, what's our next bit? Uh, best line, uh, worst line. Yeah. I mean the the first line to go, make me go ugh was of course the line that the priestess, which is yeah. Yeah, shut your freaking pie hole, you little slut. And uh, it set the tone for this episode for how the women will be treated, which is a tone that has already been set by literally every single Supernatural episode prior. So I don't know why I was yeah. too surprised. But and, I mean, like we have talked about in the past how like how we become immune to like misogyny and Supernatural. Uh-huh. And it's like, well... I, I mean, maybe I have some of it, but they find new ways to yeah. <laughs> shock me over and over again. Life finds a way. Um, Literally. I disliked Zachariah's two virgins and 70 sluts thing. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Shut I first, like, up. every time yeah. people, like, reference that, like, they're usually being Islamophobic and he's being sexist at the same time. Like, not a win for anybody. Uh, worst, uh, best line. I'm, I'm going to have a little think. I am fond of, if there's anything to die for, this is it. I mean, I've gotten into it. But I think, you know, that entire conversation, that is the crux of it. I think, because, like, I think that also means so much more to say to a being who is theoretically immortal, right? Immortal, yeah. Like, you will never die. But if you are going mm-hmm. to, and yeah. that is a choice you will make, do it for this. It's that important. I liked we've been through much together, you and I, and <laughs> I just wanted to say I'm sorry it ended like this. He's crazy. Because I'm pretty crazy. Yeah. And he, they will go through so much more. This is their first yes. season together, and he's like, we've been through so much. So much. So much. Yeah. Like, it's crazy how much you've been through. Yeah, oh. like, I saw you, like, five times, like, wild. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, um, what's your next bit? Uh, spread those sheets. Okay, let us then spread I mean, our sheets. There is misogyny. <laughs> Obviously. Would you call it intrinsic to the episode? This is also the culmination of Ruby's plot. I would... Yes. So, I am just throwing it in there. I mean, if we're really, like all of ruby like i would go up to a four but i feel like we've we've distributed ruby 
like points throughout the season, yeah. so it I think feels more three-ish to me. What do yeah. you think? I think a part of why I'm why the Ruby stuff makes me so mad is that the killing her is portrayed a lot like Dean hates this bitch than just like yes. you know she did anything wrong. Like, you know, as Gabe, uh, my friend, said in the past, like, like Dean just calls Ruby a bitch for two seasons and then stabs her. And like, yeah, yeah that's that's their plot. The two of them. That's their plot. Okay, let's go with the tree since we don't dole out the force that much. Um, racism. racism. One for the two virgin 70 sluts. Yeah. Actually, I want yeah. to increase the misogyny. Okay, four. I feel Let's like even like the beginning of the episode is the the nun scene. I don't like it. Yeah, um, yeah. The way yeah, they like did. every single Upset every single you, yeah. this line that they drop that is mm-hmm. horrible. So yeah, yeah. yeah. Homophobia. They kill Cass. Um, they I don't think there was homophobia. Instantly. It it was yeah. homophobic that they didn't let. Chuck use a, <laughs> a um, multi-gender escort agency. Literally. <laughs> yeah, for real. But well, yeah, I guess it's that zero. Though, so it's a five, five total. One racism, a four misogyny. Yeah. Well, oh, there we go. I suppose you will do like a little something something for this in our uh, oh, finale. Oh yeah, I suppose yeah. I will. I suppose you must. Okay, so I am DB. Highly rated. Last episode was a 8.5. That is so shocking to me. Maybe perhaps I would say that, well, this is one definitely highly rated. One of the highest rated, I'm sure. You know what? On the head of a pin, I rated 9.4 and it ended up being a 9.1. I'll put put the same bet, 9.4. Okay, because I was thinking more in the 9.4. Zero range, but I think that might be too low. I might say 9.1. Do you think you benefit a bit from the fact that I'm the first one you who guesses all first? Yeah. If I benefited, then I would get more right. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe you would get so much more wrong if, you know, I did not go first. But alas, let's do it. Lucifer Rising... I am a doobie. We didn't even talk about the fact that there was like a whole thing with Lucifer Rising. What it was trended the thing? and they were like, whatever. They thought the Lucifer's were rising. Uh, 9.3 over 10. Oh, good job. You did it. I did it. Well, well you didn't do it to it, but I mean, yeah. You basically did it. Congrats. Exactly. I mean, this one says, I can honestly say that I saw none of it coming, and my god, it was amazing. Well, this one says, I'm glad Dean was never wrong about Ruby being a liar and manipulative, and I enjoyed seeing her die. She was the real monster at the end of the book. She literally Shut up! <laughs> well, this one, I did find this funny. All the cast was above terrific. Jared Jensen, Misha, Jim, Robin, Kurt. You guys deserve a reward. And I have to mention a very <laughs> special lady, Genevieve Padalecki. Though I started off preferring Ka- Katie Cassidy as Ruby, I have to say. 
they felt that's like what, they had like, to say. That's so funny. Another one down there, like, lists, like, Jensen Ackles, Jim Beaver, Jared Padalecki, and Misha Collins, perfection. Kurt Fuller gave a wonderful performance as well. Genevieve Padalecki was wooden as always. <laughs> I did find this, I mean, I think this was the most polite way to say it, like, all yeah. the cast was above terrific, and then lists all the men who were there, like, wow, they deserve rewards. And also, I would like to mention... <laughs> and also I would like to mention that uh I like the previous actor for her character, I have to say. <laughs> like Yeah. <laughs> I love this. This one says you may not you might not have been too surprised by what transpired, but it is an amazing setup to what is sure to be a phenomenal season five. Which is the complete opposite to what was said earlier about never seeing anything coming. I do find it fascinating to look at, like, reviews from, like, the time. Because obviously we are quite removed from the Mm. time. And also, like, we know everything, so. Yeah, another one says a fabulous finale, minus one for Genevieve Padalecki's god-awful acting. Now I feel bad for saying she's a bad actor. It's like, I feel like there's, like, an amount of, like, negative energy that should exist out there in the universe towards her acting and like it and seems like the amount of negative energy yeah. is sufficient already, if not too much. So like I would like to retract all the negative energy I have added. I think she's fine, actually. <laughs> Ignore everything I've been saying for a year. For a year? Not a year. How long has it been since I mean season four? When did when did that start? Um Let us let us look at when we released season four it was definitely this year because we got danica in here i know last year 2023 um Um, oh oh my god wait episode 61 was in april 2023 so it's been almost a year why does it not show the specific date april 14th april 14th well what happened to all the pussy and supernatural Thank you. Someone said that they will definitely miss Ruby. You're correct. Yeah. Cubs and Culture said that both actresses who played Ruby are bad. That is not true. You apologize to Katie Cassidy right now. Katie Cassidy is amazing. Uh, That's it for this episode of Busty Ancient Beauties. Next week, we will be discussing season uh for in general follow us on social media we are on tumblr at bestiationbeautiespod.tumblr.com our official tag is badpod b-a-b-pod thanks to everyone who's donated to our ko-fi at ko-fi.com slash bestiationbeautiespod which is where our outtakes live and check out our merch at badpod.redbubble.com yeah uh you can email us any feedback comments inquiries at gmail.com. See you guys next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.